The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. It's thought to be the first case of its kind. More from Jessica Cooper. The Congolese woman was arrested in 2014 when she was five months pregnant. The government has now admitted she shouldn't have been detained and said it will review its policy for pregnant asylum seekers who currently should only be held in exceptional circumstances. A recent report from Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Prisons found 99 pregnant women were detained last year. Police in Bedfordshire are planning to halve the number of community support officers in the county, as well as cutting the number of investigating support staff from 44 to just 10. It also plans to close several inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Unions have criticised the plans, but the Police and Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins is hoping some cutbacks can be avoided by getting more money from the government. Following the referendum, they have certainly taken a very close look at our finances and the challenges that we face. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the formula review they're looking at will come out in our favour. All lines have reopened this morning on Thameslink trains following major disruption last night and overnight closures. Emergency engineering work was carried out to overhead power lines in central London, but delays to services from Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire are expected to continue until around 6.45. The Prime Minister will today pledge to build 200,000 new affordable homes for people under 40 to buy. Speaking on the final day of the Conservative Party conference in Manchester, David Cameron will say he wants to transform Form generation rent into generation buy. A gang of masked burglars have attacked three elderly people after forcing their way into a house in Newport Pagnell on Monday night. It happened just after 9pm in Little Linford Lane. Two men and a woman were kept in a room and assaulted. A small amount of money was taken. Thames Valley Police say there were up to five attackers who were wearing dark clothing and balaclavas. A sinkhole in St Albans has been filled to within a metre of the road surface. 550 cubic metres of concrete has now been poured into the hole, which appeared last Thursday in Fontmel Close, forcing several residents to move out. Rob Smith is from Hertfordshire County Council. What we're also doing is surveying the road using a kind of a radar technique to see whether there might be any other um, voids under the road that, that need attention. Hopefully there aren't. In sport, Luton and Wickham are both out of the Football League trophy. Luton lost 2-1 at Gillingham. Wickham lost 2-0 at Bristol Rovers. And there was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay 47-15. Over 30,000 saw the third and final Rugby World Cup game in Milton Keynes, breaking the stadium record for the third time in a row. The weather mostly cloudy with showers or longer spells of heavy rain. Drier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, there's Dealey. I can see Dealey's head in the office. He's, he's snuck in. Morning, Geezer. Morning. He's snuck in, didn't he? He's snuck in. It's going to be one of those shows today. One of those shows. And what does that mean? Well, you know. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. One of those shows. Well, let me tell you, if you're feeling alone, instead of wine in the morning, just get on the phone, tell her you're coming home. If you need her, you should be there. And if you're screaming, you sleep. And I heap, but spontaneously weep, and you know you're in deep, but you need her. 
washed and your heartbeat is rushed Then get out of the slush Tell your dog team to mush If you need her, you should be there Go home If you think of her as Joan of Arc She's burning for you, get your car out of park And if you think of her as Catherine the Great Then you should be the horse to help her meet her Three Counties Radio. Now the Home Office has agreed to pay compensation to a pregnant woman it held illegally at Yarlswood. The Congolese woman was five months pregnant when she was detained there, contradicting its own guidelines, which say expectant mothers should only be kept there under exceptional circumstances. This is thought to be the first time the Home Office has apologised to a detainee. Um, Catherine, what happened in this case? Okay, this is a Congolese woman who was arrested in Cardiff in February last year. She's been held at a police station for 10 hours and then taken off to Yarlswood. The woman missed out on her 20-week scan while she was there and saw a midwife just once during her detention. The Home Office admitted that the woman was unlawfully detained and that her care didn't meet the standards expected, particularly that failure to do the 20-week scan. Now, we believe this is the first first time the Home Office have apologised and paid compensation to a former detainee. And as a result of this case, it's also announced that it will review its policy on the detention of pregnant asylum seekers. Um, the woman's solicitor, whose name is Jane Ryan, told the Guardian newspaper that this was a great victory and a strong basis on which to argue that the detention of pregnant women should be ended altogether. The Home Office, she says, has been repeatedly criticised about its practice of detaining pregnant women. The apology and agreement to review both the policy and practice, she says, is an in- extremely important recognition that the system must change. And this isn't the first time, is it, the detention of a pregnant woman in of pregnant women in Yarlswood has been raised? No, that's right. Two months ago, you remember the chief inspector of prisons released a report calling Yarlswood a place of national concern, in which um, he highlighted cases of poor treatment of detainees. And one of the things picked out in that report was the detention of nearly 100 pregnant women in 2014, which went directly against the government's own recommendations. Before that, in June, the Independent Monitoring Board had also raised concerns that pregnant women were being wrongly held there. Um, many held and human rights campaigners have repeatedly asked the Home Office to look at the detention of pregnant women at Yarlswood, including the Royal College of Midwives, the Medical Justice Charity, who'll be speaking to later on in the programme. They're telling us that the apology from the Home Office is momentous, and having said that, they'll be looking at their policy and procedure. They say this shows an admission
recognition that the current process isn't working. And they're hopeful this could be the beginning of significant change at Yarswood in terms of the detention of pregnant women. Uh, and what have the Home Office said? Well, of course, we uh, invited them on to comment. Of Unsurprisingly, course. they said no. Slackers. But they, they sent us a statement saying they accept the court's ruling and are apologising to the individual involved. They say the government is committed to treating all detainees with dignity and respect. That's why earlier this year the Home Secretary commissioned an independent review of welfare in detention. This has recently concluded and will consider its findings and take action where appropriate. Um, they say detention and removal are essential parts of effective immigration controls, helping to ensure that those with no right to remain in the UK are returned to their home country if they will not leave voluntarily. Most people held under immigration power spend only very short periods in detention. Imagine if I had two Beatles songs that you'd never heard before. Right. Is that going to happen? Yeah, I've got one here. You'd know, I mean, it's not, it's, not, um, it's not like I've just found it. I went to my granddad's attic and found these reels marked Beatles tapes, do not play. Oh, no, that's not it. I certainly haven't heard that, that one. Was, that was a, uh, um, this is my favourite Beatles song and no one knows it. Hang on. Do you know this song? I say it's my favourite. I mean... Do you know no, this song? I don't think I do. I'm, I'm tempted to play all of it, but um, it's, it's hard work. It's called You Know My Name, Look Up My Number. You know my name. They're singing in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look up the number. It's just, I mean, it really is. You know my name. Look up the number. Um, yeah. Is he doing you, an accent? Yeah, he's, he's, doing, know, a, he's doing a Batman voice. You know my name. What's, what's wrong with that? You, what are you saying? The racist. You know. I've heard this for so Welcome to Slaggers. Featuring Dennis O'Bell. I've heard this for so long. But, 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 I think. Good evening. You know my name. That's basically the whole song is them singing, you know my name, look at my number in various different styles. The B side to Let It Be. This is the B side to Let It Be. That must have been one hell of a party. <laughs> You. Let's just get to, to the end of it. And, uh... Oh. <laughs> it's the Beatles. I'm not sure he knows his name anymore. Gentlemen, the, the B-side to Let It Be. You know my name. Look up my number. Why did this song never take off? <laughs> Here's another one you won't know, but this one's actually pretty good. This is George Harrison. This is a good one.
Morning, guys. If you want to call in, I mean, <laughs> you can do. Uh, let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Tingford, on the North Circular Road, a lane's blocked westbound because a coach has broken down just after the crooked billeton pass. That's causing some delays. It's also busy on the North Circular Road westbound where it meets the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover. It's looking very slow there on the speed sensors. Also on the A41 in Waddesdon, the high street's got some temporary traffic lights near the junction for Baker Street, so that could cause some delays later on, but it's looking fine at the moment. And on the motorways, it's looking OK at the moment, Any but it's fine through the roadworks on the M1 between junction 12 for Flissig and 11 for Dunstable. On the trains, Tenslink have resumed a normal service after they had some 20-minute delays earlier with the overhead lines being fixed near St Pancras International. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, it's at 6.16. It's, uh, I don't know, Wednesday, is it? Maybe something like that. The 7th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers and close several inquiry offices. And there was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay in the Rugby World Cup. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're things to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of light because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. The world is just
Not your it deals. Oh, what a song! <laughs> what a song, is. man! Oh. Tammy Terrell. Tammy Terrell oh. is the one that steals it for me there. Yeah, absolutely. It is Tammy yeah. Terrell, isn't it? He said it is. Yeah, it yep. is Tammy Terrell. She's the one. She died at a very young age. She did very young. Very young age. But in fact, all, all the things it could be said that all the singers involved in that song um, led very tragic lives. Yes, no, absolutely. Both I think the, it was two singers, both I think, singers. I think Marvin Gaye afterwards, after Tammy Terrell died, I think he said for, for years, I'm not recording a duet with anybody else. I think yeah. it's about 12 and or 13 years. Diana Ross came along and uh, flicked her uh, eyelashes at her and he went, yeah, go on then. Oh, oh Marvin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Diana Ross impression. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah why not? 0345945555. If you think... You're um, uh, hard enough to uh, beat Dealey's <laughs> Diana Ross. I don't think anyone can be. I don't think anyone can be. Now, no. um, this is not the time for banter and fun, mm. Justin. This is the breakfast show. We don't have that stuff here, OK? That's for later on in the day. Bedfordshire Police are set to halve the number of community support officers and reduce investigating support staff by 75%. Unions say this could lead to a reduced service and loss of public confidence. The force has already said it intends to close inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Justin, it all sounds rather drastic, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the consultations propose that the number of PCSOs to be reduced from 108 to just 46. So uh, a massive change we're talking about here. It's also looking at cutting the number of investigation officers from 44 down to just 10. Now, I think most people will be familiar with the role of community support officers, but investigation officers are civilian staff. Now, they provide a valuable role assisting officers, and they also carry out a lot of the spade work as well. So according to, to the union Unison, which re represents these staff, they also carry out the initial interviews when somebody enters custody as well. So they, they're doing a lot of the work for them. They say if they lose their jobs, they will only have to be replaced by police officers, thereby taking them off the streets. So, what, massive changes. What else do the unions have to say? Well, they say it will be harder for members of the public to report matters. So, firstly, there are already plans in place to close inquiry offices in Dunstable, Houghton Regis, Leighton Buzzard, Flitwick and Biggleswade, which means you need to make an appointment so they won't be manned 24-7. Secondly, halving the number of pieces. CSOs. Is, it, is that your helicopter getting ready to take off, Just? You're it off is, somewhere? Yes, yes, I'm off okay. very soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> <The> streets, uh, <laughs> uh, secondly, halving the number of PCSOs. Uh, then you cut out another line of communication with the police. And thirdly, uh, long term, they may be looking at closing the control room in Bedford. Sarah Crow from Unison says these unprecedented plans to drastically reduce police staff in vital frontline roles come as a direct, direct result uh, in funding uh, imposed by the government. Uh, they also believe the reduction in police staff will result in less police officers being able to help the public because they're going to be carrying out the work of police staff who haven't been made redundant. So they're not happy at all. What do the old bill say? Bedfordshire Police. <laughs> the old bill, um, they say there is an ongoing recruitment campaign for special constables which have the same powers as police officers. So what they're hoping is that the PCSOs and the investigation officers will actually retrain 
and become special. So that's what they're hoping. Mark Collins, the Assistant Chief Constable, said, although we are proposing a reduction in numbers, we hope that many will want to take the opportunity to apply and become a regular officer. Justin, you have a... Um, um, I, I, I don't know, maybe since you um, cheated death, maybe since mm. you... you uh, actually, you, is it, Am I right? You actually stopped... You, you were technically dead for 12 minutes and you came back. Is that, well, is that well, right? Well, if, if, if you want to go down that line, if it sounds good on the radio, let's go with that. It yeah. makes the story sexier. It does, yes. It, you yes. know. Um, so maybe you've changed since you've been to the dark side, but you have got, a, and I, I know you aren't saying this, you've shared this on the air before, you've got a dark history in terms of revenge, haven't you? Uh, yes, yes, yes. You, you, you have enacted revenge on people in, um, in quite, let's be honest, horrific ways. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah, that's true. That's fact, not fiction. <laughs> it's fact, it's fact. <laughs> There's a thing in the... I'm, I'm just thinking maybe you can get something out of this uh, on the street. The papers are a little bit dry today. You, you pick mm. them up and they crinkle with dryness and crispness. There ain't much moisture in there. But page eight of the mirror, because um, some TV programme is ending... Um, with the beautiful Saran Jones, which I, I don't know what the programme is. And oh, it's all that's, that's on tonight, isn't it? Um, I forgot, um, Dr Foster. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, yeah is I, it, I, I, please tell me it's set in Gloucester. <laughs> I don't know where it's set. Are I watched about half an hour of it last week. It was good. Um, I like it, Saran Jones. It, it, it involves Saran Jones, who's a sexy lady herself, but it also wow. involves another younger, sexier lady. No, 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 no lady is sexier than Saran Jones. No, this one is seriously. Wowzers. Anyway, mm. right, and there's revenge in it, and so mm. this, the, the the mirror have come up with a load of uh, uh, revenge stories. I shall pick some at random. I shall, Catherine, see how this. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't even want to read the story. The headline is "Pooped in His Pie." I think I know how this is going to go. <laughs> Revenge was served piping hot by Cindy Wilson Ham when she found out about her husband's 18-month-old child with another woman. Oh. She threw him out of their Kent home but cooked him a last supper before he went. Cindy watched as he tucked into a tangy meat and veg pie. Oh, no. He didn't know about the extra ingredient. Cindy, 42, should have known better, had lo lovingly stirred in dog poo. She th said... If he can talk crap and come out... This word you quite use quite a lot, so I'll only say it once. If he can talk yeah. C-R-A-P and come out with that, he's going to eat some of that. Well, I, while I was cooking it, it felt very, very good. Boss? Yes? I was going to say, I mean, obviously at home, I'm, I'm not recommending anybody does this, but um, the best food to do that with is actually a mince pie. No. <laughs> No, it's honestly, it's, it's the best disguise. Surely it's a brownie. I think it's a terrible thing to do. She's going to have to chuck that pan. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, and this one. and uh, uh, um, No, I'm not going to read that one because I think that one was a stunt. Um, um, when Kevin... Uh, change of address. When Kevin Cotter's wife walked out after 12 years in 2009, the only possession she left behind was her wedding dress and she told him he could do what he liked with it. Oh. What, rather than rip it to shreds, he set up the website, my ex-wife's wedding dress. Gosh. Asking people to come up with 101 uses for it. They uh, suggested ranging from a zombie costume to a boat sail and a hammock. Oh, that's nasty. Um, oh, I, and then I think he went on to do those things. A bit of a revenge vibe, Just. Do you think you can it's, get that to work? It's a niche market. Give me an hour. I'm going to take this one to the streets. And, guys, if you're listening to this right now... Why the hell not? Thank you, Justin. Trump. All the time. 
for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's starting to get busy there. And in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's a lane closed for the roadworks between the Park Street roundabout and the Coney roundabout. That is starting to get a bit busy, but it's not looking too bad yet. In Walthamstow on the North Circular Road, a lane's been blocked westbound just after the Crooked Billet Centre Pass, which is starting to cause delays from the waterworks corner. Also looking at the speed sensors on the North Circular Road westbound at Neeson, where it meets the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover. That's looking quite slow. If you're using the London Underground today the Circle Line, Hammersmith and City Line and Metropolitan Line have no service between Edgware Road and Liverpool Street that's because of a signal failure at Baker Street Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds, hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. It's thought to be the first case of its kind. Police in Bedfordshire are planning to halve the number of community support officers in the county, as well as cutting the number of investigating support staff from 44 to just 10. It also plans to close several inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. And the Prime Minister will today pledge to build 200,000 new affordable homes for people under 40 to buy. Speaking on the final day of the Conservative Party conference in Manchester, David Cameron will say he wants to transform generation rent into generation buy. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay 47-15. Over 30,000 saw the third and final Rugby World Cup game in Milton Keynes, breaking the stadium record for the third time in a row. Uruguay now face England in Manchester on Saturday. Luton and Wickham are both out of the Football League trophy. Luton lost 2-1 at League One side Gillingham, despite taking a first-half lead through Cameron McGeehan. Here's manager John Still. I thought it was a, a really, really, really good first half. I thought we had to work our socks off second half. I thought one or two people like Magnus and O'Brien, who haven't played a little bit defensively and Potsy, probably got a little bit tired mm. to, at the end, but it was a valuable time for them and they've all put in good performances. I'm delighted with the group of players that have been involved tonight. Wickham lost 2-0 at Bristol Rovers after conceding twice in the opening 11 minutes. Here's their manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Um, we, we were awful defending. Um, we, we gifted two goals early on, but they could have scored a few more in the second half. There's a lot of chances at both ends actually today, but we, we couldn't put any of ours in. And uh, yeah, deservedly gone through to the next round, Bristol. Stevenage playing the trophy this evening with a 7.45 kick-off at home to Dagenham. There's full commentary on Three Counties Sport from 7.30. In the National League, Boreham Wood drew one all the way to bottom club Kidderminster. And Liverpool are close to appointing former Borussia Dortmund boss Jurgen Klopp as their new manager on a three-year contract. They hope to announce the German as Brendan Rodgers' successor on Friday. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at 7. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Was there a, a man in that report called Klopp? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Can we do um, can we do the phone in people's names that sound like toilets that sound like toilet habits? I mean, just this. Um, my favourite uh, word in German, of course, is Durchfall. What's that? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not repeating it. Um, uh, but we, could, we, we can get away with it. Uh, people's names that sound like... Um, um, uh, the, 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 well, the, Josh Whedon. The, 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 it turns out there is mileage in that childish phone. It's a footballer called Kaka. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. It, it, and the show begins at 6.34. People's names that sound like toilet business. <laughs> Young child with dreams Dream every dream on your own When children play Seems like you end up alone Papa says he'd love to be with you If he had the time So you turn to the only Shiloh, you always came and we'd play Young girl with fire Something said she understood I wanted to fly
come Shiloh, you always came But you'd stay Now I'm convinced of this. We're just playing. We're just talking about. We've gone from um, Saran Jones. The whole, the whole conversation in how long was that uh, song? Two minutes fifty-seven. Went from Saran Jones to uh, Bonnie Langford to Jane McDonald yeah. to Jeremy Spake. It's people that are attractive that you wouldn't think would be. It's, it's not even attraction. It's people that are uh, sending out sexual frequencies on a plane that only... Uh, I interviewed Jane McDonald, right, and was thinking, oh, I interviewed Jane McDonald. Flippin' heck, the sexual energy that surrounds that woman. She has an aura, all right, that Aura would be proud to have an aura like that. She'll never have one like McDonald. No. It was amazing. It was amazing. I've never met a woman who's emitted that much power before. Such a powerful woman. You sure woman. it wasn't sequins and spangles that she no, was emitting? No, no, no. She just had this. You, she just had this something. Oh, look. <laughs> uh, Ilan. She just had this something about her. That, mm-hmm. that it, was a, it was a sexual aura. Really? That, that was it. Anyway, we then got talking about Jeremy Spake. He yeah. was the, the, um, the chubby lad. Quite who, camp. Very camp. Gay. We think he was gay, right? Um, uh, it was on the air. Remember, it was on Luton Airport. Was it Luton yeah, Airport? Yeah, he was. He was local and vocal. Local and very, very vocal. I met him once. Very nice bloke. Yeah, spoke um, Russian. He did speak Russian, mm. didn't he? Mm. Now, here's the thing, right? I remember him getting married to a very, very hot, very hot, uber hot, like Brazilian model or something. Are now, you sure you didn't dream it? I've just Googled it. And I can't find any evidence of this whatsoever. Maybe he's done that thing where you send Google a stroppy email and say, I want that taken off. And they've wiped mm, it. Hang on. I know someone who probably knows him. I can send a message. So, 03459 555. Didn't Jeremy Spake marry um, a really hot woman at one point in his career? Mm. And where is Spake now? I'm guessing Russia. <laughs> um, OK, childish, I know. Um, but uh, um, the p- people whose names sound like well, there's Danny Klopp. Was that mm. was that his name? The, the football man. Um, Kaka. Um, there's a referee. Uh, look at this. Is really is taking off. We have to be careful. I'm trusting you guys. Nick and Hitchin. There's a referee called Philip Don, and when he refereed our games, he would appear in the program as P Don. There we go. Thank you very <laughs> oh much. Oh no, um, that's terrible. Dean Windass. Oh dear. I'm going to Google this second one just because I don't want to. Just gonna Google this. I don't want to say it if it's not true. Danny should do. Yeah, there is. There yeah, Danny is. should yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is just more fun and more dangerous than I could ever possibly yeah. have hoped to imagine. And oh. <laughs> I think this is. I'm going to pronounce it as as a Japanese person would uh, pronounce it, and I'm going to spell it. Yoshi Takashita. It's spelled T A K E S H I T A. 
I, it's, it's childish, isn't it? I know, it's but bit, yeah. really, really. What you got in the paper? In the very, very dry papers. How's your heart? Do you want it to be warmed? Um, a bit. I wouldn't mind my cockles being warmed. Pardon? A grandfather... I can do that too. A grandfather was moved to tears when a stranger paid for his shopping after he found himself without any money at the checkout. That old chestnut. Uh, The the, the Ray Davis. (laughs) Retired police sergeant Arthur Bennett, 84, had left home without his wallet, but fellow shopper Katie Louise... Is that her full name? Katie Louise. That sounds like um, a a character in Coronation Street. Yeah, or, you know, someone who's been showbiz. Katie Louise reached into her own purse and handed him a £20 note telling him, I'll pay for that. I'm sure you've been kind to other people in your life. And then then it turned out he was a mass murderer. No, he was a retired police sergeant. Well... Hey, Mr Bennett said, I was choked up. I got a bit upset about being stupid enough. Mr Bennett. Oh, Mr Bennett, could you please clean my artist's room? Said Tony Hart. I'm going to play with Morph. Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett had his own spin-off show. Mr. Bennett used to do my head in. I that like... and Mr. Bean. No, can't, I can't do. No, Mr. Bennett was good because he mi- was always hanging off ladders. But Mr. Bennett, put his feet in paint pots. Mr. Bennett knew that he was a complete and utter plum. Mr. Bean didn't. <laughs> Mr. Bennett. Oh, Mr. Bennett. Let's. Um... Anyway, this Mr. Bennett said I was choked up. Hey, do a... you know what? What? Oh no, hang on. Do you know what Mr. Hey. Bennett's real name is? Mr. Bennett. <laughs> It's Colin Bennett. It's Colin Bennett. Is Colin Bennett is a rather trained actor. Oh, he's not a janitor. Perhaps most famous for his role as Mr. Bennett, the accident-prone caretaker and straight man for Tony Hart. Well, someone has to be in the BBC Children's programme. Take part. He also portrayed the father in the Yellow Pages advert in 1985. Oh, I think yeah. He runs his own production company. Um, okay, well, he's still alive and out there. Well done, you, Mr. Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett. Mr. Despite all the antics, he's still alive. Mr. Bennett, this Mr. Bennett, different Mr. Bennett, said. Okay, we're still doing this story, aren't we? Yeah, because okay. I, I, I just wanted to finish it we'll off. Be with with you, a... We'll be with you one day, Colin. Okay, mate. You can hang on. Mr. Bennett said, I was choked up. I got a bit upset about being stupid enough to forget my wallet. It's something you don't expect. I won't forget how kind she was. She's restored my faith in humanity. Who's told that story to the press? Hearing about the young woman's actions in Aldi, Morecambe, Lancashire, Mr Bennett's daughter, Beverly Collinson, took to Facebook to track her down to express her thanks. I bet no-one's spoken to the paper. I bet they've nicked it off Facebook. Well, I hope she's um, um, given the money back. She's tracked her down. Yeah, well, I hope she's given her the money back, not just given her the thanks. I'm sure Katie Louise wouldn't want the money back. we've all done it. We've all paid for an old duffer's stuff. I've I've done it, Colin. I think I've done it. If I've not done it, at the very least, I've thought about doing it. Oh, right. That's just as good, isn't it, Colin? Just as good. What you got, Col? Is he having a turn? Listen to this. This is what I worked on my keyboard last night. Oh, right. Imagine Colin being chased around by um, a traffic warden, a nurse, they're all female, and a lollipop lady. They run through a bush... Colin comes out with his clothes on, and then the ladies got their clothes on, just their suzzies. <laughs> and it, she's waving that lollipop stick at you. Because you do look like, um, you look like um, a cross between, um, uh, 99% of gargles look like Bob Todd. And yeah, the other man. Mr Magoo. Mis- no, the other man from, uh, uh, not Bill and Ted, from Benny Hill. Do you know the song, 99% of gargoyles look like Bob Todd? Well, 99% of what? 99% of gargoyles 
It's a great oh. song. I don't think I've got it. I don't think I've got... Um, can't remember who did it. 99% of gargoyles look like Bob Todd. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can imagine. Oh, I have got it. Hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. It's, um... Hang on a minute. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on a minute. That's in the arena, Palo. You carry on. I'll find Half Man, Half anyway, Biscuit for you. Colin, go on. What did you want to say? I used to know a, a gentleman called Harry Crapper. What was funny about that? No, you were asking for for people that had names like toilets. <laughs> but you, but we don't know. That, but are they famous? Is he famous? Oh no, 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 no! He I is now. You just wanted anybody. Oh, I can't play that song. It's got swears in. Shame on you, half man, half biscuit. There we go. He's he's, he's doing <laughs> his own. He goes. He's doing his own walkout music, guys. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, so a lane's been blocked there and it's very slow at the moment. On the, also on the M1 southbound, it's very busy between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25's building up now anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. A bit further afield in Oxfordshire, the M40 has a lane blocked southbound at Junction 6 for Watlington. And if you're going into London today and using the underground, there's no service on the Circle Line, Hammersmith and City Line and Metropolitan Line because of a signal failure at Baker. Street, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Kidoki, mm, six forty-five. Yes, we really have sunk to new depths. We're taking phone calls and texts um, on people's names that sound like toilet stuff. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five six forty six. Weather coming up in a second, but here are your headlines. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers and close several inquiry offices. And rugby, rugby, rugby. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Today we have some heavy bursts of rain pushed through on a northwesterly breeze. It's going to feel quite a bit fresher than it did yesterday. We have some fresher air moving in, so the maximum temperature is 16 Celsius. Now through the afternoon, gradually this rain clears eastwards and towards the west we should see some drier, brighter spells, maybe even some sunshine before it sets. Overnight, any remaining cloud and rain disappears eastwards, so we'll get some lengthy clear spells. And with that fresher air, we could see a bit of mist develop by dawn. The minimum temperature back down in single figures, so a contrast to last night, 7 Celsius. For tomorrow, some good sunny spells as a ridge of high pressure builds in. Still the chance of an isolated shower. Maximum temperature, 16 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just, I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, uh, the traffic wardens are so busy. 
So the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. 99% of gargoyles look like Bob Todd. 99% of gargoyles look like Bob Todd. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Best Michael Jackson song of all time. No, no. no. Oh, hang on, you're there. You're the, for some reason they saw. Whatever. You've got to get something off, no, off the wall for that. No, no, no. And it's the first video. I believe. Speaking of Mr. Bennett, I think that's the first video to have morphine. No, I've just been corrected. It's morphine. 
That's 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 it. It's it's the best. What have you got in the papers? There's a man here who beat off a bear. Wowzers. Okay, continue, Evo. Continue, Evo. Daily Express, page 21. I beat off bear by sticking my arm down its throat. That'll do it. Ah, I see. Yes, the old how to. Um, 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 uh, why just switch? But you could do that because you've got a, um, a good pumping arm after yep. the toilet experience yep. the other day. Oh, yep, exactly. Yes, it's yes, a yes. similar action, apparently. A hunter fought off a 30-stone grizzly bear by shoving his arm down the animal's throat. Wow. Ah, Chase Delwo, good name, suffered deep bite wounds, a swollen eye and cuts to his head and face, but the 26-year-old survived the attack by remembering a tip from his grandmother like she'd ever done it. Yep, yep. He was hunting a herd of elk with his brother what, in one US One-armed Mont- nana, they used to call her. U.S. Montana mountains on Saturday when he stumbled upon the bear. I, I imagine it was the other way around. Mr. Delwo said he took a few steps back before the bear knocked him off his feet and bit wow. his head. Wowzers. He said he let go, but he was still on top of me, roaring the loudest roar I've ever heard. Gosh, with voices. Mr. Delwo, he survived. It's fine. I hope, I hope we're going to hear the bear's voice at some point yeah, in this Mr. Town. Delwo was bitten on the leg, <laughs> shaken and tossed oh. in the air. But as the bear came at him again, he had the presence of mind to push his arm into the grizzly's throat. That did the trick, and the bear was so startled, well, he would be, he ran off. He said... I remembered an article my grandma gave me a long time ago that said that large animals have bad gag reflexes. Wow. So I shoved my right arm down his throat. His brother, who was waiting for him at a nearby ridge, drove him to hospital. I think he means him rather than the bear. Mr Delwo said, I want everyone to know that it wasn't the bear's fault he was as scared as I was. And look, this is a picture. Chase after his brush with the grizzly bear. Look, like the one left. Just want to make sure that you don't yeah. confuse that one with and, the actual and bear. And is the bear still alive? They didn't yeah, chase yeah, it under. Yeah, yeah. And yet we had a woman on the phone just two days ago whose um, uh, um, dog um, gently kind of chewed gently on her son's hand and she had it put down. And she laughed as she told me that story. What's the world coming to? Uh, it, you, of course, it's a phone in that, that pops up every time, from time to time, and we can always do it if you've ever had a fight with an animal. Mm. If you've ever had a fight with an animal. And, and apparently, kangaroos do box. They, they do. They punch. Do you know what else they do? They hold your shoulders and kick you in the old cojones. And what they also do as well is um, they use their uh, tail as a... They can bounce back on their tail and then spring forward and kick you in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Well, that may just be in a cartoon, that one. No, that was that Woody Allen thing you sent me. What? Didn't you... Was it you? No. Someone sent me a clip of Woody Allen boxing a kangaroo and, and getting a right kick in. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If you've if, I've, if you've ever had a fight with an animal or Woody Allen, then we'll happily take your phone calls. Here's the um um um. The, well, I'm going to give the award for the most pointless. It's like the what? No mean feet, man. Ancient man's feet were very similar to those of modern people. Studies have revealed. Sorry, what? I mean, just why? Why have people been studying it? And then when they got their really disappointing results, why... I'm going to carry on with the story. Oh, there's more. It warrants three paragraphs in the sum. Analysis of 107 prehistoric foot bones, or should that be feet bone? (laughs) I made myself laugh. Showed they were very much like our own, US scientists have said. Okay, guys. I mean, so basically, you found some feet bone... And, and that and that's it and that's how that story ends as i mean there's there, it's really is they're it, just showing off they just want to say how many feet they looked at in t- <laughs> in terms of uh, uh stories it really is um it's not one of the greatest is it i'm gonna play a little song i'm trying to rest the old uh oh this look this fits this fits perfectly oh this the three minutes and then we're into the new the travel beautiful thank you ace Back to those solo albums when Kiss released all of their solo albums on on what the same day. This was the only song to be a hit. 
and the others were furious about it. This is one of the ones that was coked up, by the way. You know what? I'm cranking out the Ace, the first Ace Frehley solo album. It really is an absolute rock and roll delight. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound because the lane's blocked at junction 14 for Milton Keynes by a four-car and a lorry accident. On the A1M, it's slow southbound at junction 7 for Stevenage and it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4 at Lathorny Interchange. On the M40, a lane's been closed southbound because of an accident at junction 6 for Watlington and westbound on the North Circular Road, there's still a lane closed there because of a coach that's broken down at the Crooked Billet underpass. There's laser from the Waterworks Corner. If you're heading into London by train and then using the underground. There's no service on the Hammersmith and City line between Edgware Road and Liverpool Street and it's also part suspended on the Metropolitan line and no service on the Circle line. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. So just to recap, we've had music from Neil Diamond, Michael Jackson, Ace Fraley, Bare Naked Ladies, Two Marvin Gaze, a Tammy Terrell, a Diana Ross and a Half Man Half Biscuit. In your face, heart! Oh, Radio X, are you still going? <laughs> A radio station online and DAB only. It'll never work, I tell you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, compensation offered to pregnant woman held at Yarlswood. Bedfordshire Police confirms plans to cut officer numbers and another record rugby crowd at Stadium MK. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. It's thought to be the first case of its kind. More from Jessica Cooper. The Congolese woman was arrested in 2014 when she was five months pregnant. The government has now admitted she shouldn't have been detained and said it will review its policy for pregnant asylum seekers who currently should only be held in exceptional circumstances. A recent report from Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Prisons found 99 pregnant women were detained last year. Police in Bedfordshire are planning to halve the number of community support officers in the county as well as cutting the number of investigating support staff from 44 to just 10. It also plans to close several inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Unions have criticised the plans but the Police and Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins, is hoping some cutbacks can be avoided by getting more money from the government. Following the referendum, they have certainly taken a very close look at our finances and the challenges that we face. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the formula review they're looking at will come out in our favour. Hertfordshire-based Tesco will shortly announce financial results for the first six months of the year. Profits are expected to be half what they were a year ago. The company has already announced a number of cost-cutting measures, including relocating its head office from Chessant to Welling Garden City. David Cameron is pledging to change planning laws to ensure more people get on the housing ladder. Speaking on the final day of the Conservative Party conference in Manchester, Mr Cameron will say there needs to be a national crusade in house building. Here's Ben Wright. At the moment, councils have targets for the number of affordable homes that they want to build, but developers can only build homes to rent uh, through that particular planning avenue. David Cameron is saying, look, we're going to change the rules, make it far more flexible so that developers can actually build on that land for people to purchase those homes. A gang of masked burglars have attacked three elderly people after forcing their way into a house in Newport Pagnell on Monday night. It happened just after nine o'clock in Little Linford Lane. Two men and a woman were kept in a room and assaulted. A small amount of money was taken. Thames Valley Police say there were up to five attackers who were wearing dark clothing and balaclavas. All lines have reopened this morning on Thameslink trains following major disruption last night and overnight closures. Emergency engineering work was carried out to overhead power lines in central London. In sport, there was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay 47-15. Over 30,000 saw the third and final Rugby World Cup game in Milton Keynes, breaking the stadium record for the third time in a row. And Luton and Wickham are both out of the Football League trophy. Luton lost 2-1 at Gillingham. Wickham lost 2-0 at Bristol Rovers. The weather, cloudy with showers or longer spells of heavy rain. Dry this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and Sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Simon. Uh, thank you, Ken, who sent in um, 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 an e- We are asking for, in a childish way, um, names that sound like toilet doo-doos. I know, I know, it's stupid. Well, uh, Ken, 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 Ken. He's forwarded an email from um, a company, okay? I mean, I just, it doesn't even, it doesn't really fit it. Okay, her, it's, a, it's a lady. Yes. Her surname is Kiss. Yes. Her first name. Now, it's a name. 
Stunning. Now, it's just, you know, I mean... I very seldom do that in the toilet. Ah, uh, do you remember when we used to work at the BBC and then you said something really inappropriate and we got the boot? Do you remember that? Thank you for that, Ken. <laughs> what is that company? I mean, uh, I just, anyway. Ch- childish, I know, I know. I'm very, very high on um, painkillers and, um, and um, low self-esteem. Those things combined... 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. You can give us a call about anything. You know the rules. You sort of phone out and have a chat, have a whinge, have a go at us, or, you know, just say something. As long as you're not phoning to say there's like a local dog show or something like that. Or I've, I've really, I've gone right off dogs. Since getting a dog, I've gone right Across off Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. Any texts before we uh, continue? Yeah, really play? rude ones. Okay, can we, um, I mean, just be, well, yeah. okay. Um, you've just proven you're not the best judgment of what we can and can't. I'm just turn saying, don't go off topic. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what happens in the loop. When it's when it's me that is uh, that that is wincing, you know that we've crossed it's the line right. somewhere. I'm just raining the minutes. Right? Okay, Lisa in Hitchin. I had a neighbour a long time ago in Germany, a religious earnest woman called, mm. and this is the German pronunciation, Judith Crap. Okay, thank you very much indeed. I think they have to be famous people, otherwise it can just be, any, you know, otherwise it's back to Fiona King's brother Wayne again. And we just, you know, we have to be the person I went to school with. But, you know, 03459 455 555. Now, the Home Office has agreed to pay compensation to a pregnant woman who should never have been held at Yarlswood. The Congolese woman was five months pregnant when detained there in breach of the Home Office's own guidelines, which state that uh, that that should only happen in exceptional circumstances. It's thought to be the first time the Home Office has apologised to a detainee. And here's the thing, you know the people they are going, well, we should get our money for. Shouldn't be giving her our money, so it's all right, come on over here. If you are one of those people, I'd love you to phone up and explain the logic of that behind me. We done wrong, we pay compensation. That's the beauty of this country. Uh, Caroline Clark is from Yarlswood Befrienders and joins me now. Morning, Caroline. Good morning. Uh, we've known about pregnant women being held at Yarlswood for years. This, this is not a, a new thing. Do we know how many there, there are now or how many there have been? Uh, according to um, the figures, there was 99 detained last year at Yarlswood. At the moment, I, I'm not sure. We only ever at one time see about 10% of, of the women that are detained there, and, uh, and we're currently not visiting anyone who is, uh, who's pregnant. OK, the Home Office says it's going to review its policies and procedures. Um, do you have much faith in that? Um, that's difficult to say. I mean, one of the problems is this, this wording of exceptional circumstances. You know, what, what, what does that what does that really mean? It's not. I've not seen it defined anywhere. Um, they say that it's if people who are imminently um, able to be removed, but then there are a lot of um, issues associated with people who are pregnant, particularly around their BP. If you have a high BP, then they won't. You won't be able to fly. And a lot of people who are pregnant ha- have high BP, and particularly where in the, when they're under the additional difficult circumstances of being detained. Um, so. Yeah, I think that's one of the problems. Is what is an exceptional circumstance? What? What? Uh, I mean, just give us a reminder. Uh, what the conditions are like for the women in Yarlswood? Um, I think 
it's less the conditions that's the problem. It's more about the policy. The thing that people most suffer with there is the fact that they are detained indefinitely. Um, imagine if you're in prison and you're detained for, you know when you are going to be released. The women who are detained in Yardswood have no idea when they're going to be released. They, they arrive and think perhaps they're going to be there for a few days and then find themselves three months, six months later still detained with still no, no idea when they're going to be released. So I think you know, it's, it's, not, it's absolutely not a pleasant thing to be, to be detained, and there are challenges around that. But the, the, the worst challenge, I think, is the challenge of you know, mentally being able to cope with being detained indefinitely. Uh, we talked on this show about, uh, in August, how the prison inspectorate declared Yarlswood a national concern. Have you, have you seen or, or heard of any changes to, to kind of correct that? Um, we, we speak um, regularly to um, the management at, um, at, the, at the facility, and where, where there are particular concerns, we, we will raise them. But again, we don't necessarily see or experience mm. some of the, all of the things that, are, uh, that the women are, are experiencing. We, we see um, a, a limited number of the people who we visit, and of course we, we ask, um, as part of our, our visiting, um, how they're finding the facility, what, what's, how they're managing... Um, but again, I go back to this idea that mostly it's the problem with their legal cases, with the, the amount of time they've been there, the fact that they don't understand what's going on, they don't know how to deal with a lot of things, there are many language problems, um, <clears throat> they have difficulty collecting evidence for their case because they are, they're, they're detained. Um, so there are, there are many, many challenges about the fact of detention rather than the actual facilities um, that, they're, that they're experiencing. <laughs> Caroline, I appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you, Caroline Clark from Yarlswood Befrienders. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. They're still doing... Here's the surprise. Um, guy. By the way, 03459 555 555. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Here's the thing, st- I've got the theme tune for it here. They're still doing The Apprentice. There's a new series. It's like series 36 of The Apprentice. Well, why wouldn't the theme tune to The Apprentice play? Ah, here we go. Uh, they're doing a brand new series. Here we go. You know, you know the opening to The Apprentice. It's like shots of um, uh, London taken from this London skyline. Alan Sugar urinating on a poor man. Going to offer him um, a fifty-pound note, then snap, snatching it back and laughing. You know, <laughs> is that is that the apprentice? He's, he puts a coin in a doorman's pocket in a hand, like a tip. And as he, it's on a bit of string, and he whips it away. And he's got his little straw boater on with his ears sticking through. Is that the apprentice? And there's uh, the um, the shop where he's got like a cart. Someone's eating um, like sausage and mash, but like cartoon sausage and mash. And Alan Sugar's like fork just comes in and steals the sausage and, and then he eats it and laughs. And then he urinates on another poor man. You know the you know the apprentice. Um, and I used to I didn't use I didn't watch the early apprentice. <laughs> I keep making myself laugh, I'm making up words. I didn't watch the early apprentice. I am very, very high though. I didn't watch the early apprentice. And then I did start watching the apprentice. And then I've not watched the last few because it's it's well now it's Dragon's Den. Yeah. Because now the prize isn't you get to work with Alan Sugar for a year. 
And it, this is why it doesn't make sense. And this is why I don't believe the 13 weeks leading up to the final. Because now he off, he'll invest £250,000 in an idea of yours. Mm-hmm. So or, or steal your idea. Or steal however your However you idea. want to phrase that. Although, can I just say, for legal reasons, uh, uh, Alan Sugar would not steal anyone's Support idea. Support your idea financially. Exactly. For, for money. Thank you very much indeed. No, but legitimately and legally. You've Piggyback got to, on your that's idea. That's twice you've crossed a line today that you're not allowed to cross. Well, hang on, you've been talking about... He will legitimately invest in your business. There'll be no stealing or shenanigans or anything of the sort going on, right? But that's basically the, the, as if they're gonna. Um, he's gonna fire all these people, and then at the end he's left with four people. And all, like, uh, so, so what's your idea? It's a thing to tie your shoes up with. What? Like bits of string, shoelaces. You know them. Yeah. Okay. As if that's gonna happen. He's he used to sell them out the back of his van, didn't he? Didn't he just? Didn't he just? Anyway. So the apprentice is back, and it's the usual. Uh, who's your favourite uh, apprentice sap? Sap. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I like Stuart Bags. Oh, Bags, Bagsy. Uh, the brand. Let's have a moment of silence. Okay, that was sad. That was it. Was, it it was, was asthma, wasn't it? He yeah. had um, breathing problems. I'm uh, going away with an apprentice uh, this weekend. Wow. Actually, uh, actually going away. Which with one are you going away with? Um, Kate. The one with the teeth. Oh, the busy mouth. Yeah. Oh, she had a very busy mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. Well, why, why is that? You. Um... She's on the Hindu. I'm going on. Oh. Mm. I think I've done. I think I've. Um, um, I think I've done Sky with her. She's very nice. She's, She's very, nice. Got a very busy mouth. Yeah. Uh, who's your favourite apprentice? Never sat? seen it. Oh. Is, Come it, on. is it good? It was. It was. My favourite uh, apprentice sat would have to be Rafe. Oh, I forgot about him. I like Rafe, and I, I met him in the corridors of BBC Television Centre, Wood Lane, as it was then, and I got all flustered and excited, and he got flustered and excited to see me, and it really was um, it was the highlight of both of our careers. Start of a budding romance. The start of a budding, budding... I never saw him again. Um, Best way. Anyway, The, the Apprentice Best is starting romance. now, and they're all just... I mean, it's the usual... Bun- <laughs> Gosh, look at number 12. What's she looking at? She's looking both in front and behind herself simultaneously. The thing is, right, it's got like Big Brother. They all know what the game is now. Yeah. So they just choose characters. It's, um, um, uh, uh, pick a number between 1 and 18 and we'll find out who we've got. D- 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 Danny Warbucks. Uh, 11. Okay, 11. You get that phone call now. You're not allowed to listen to the answer. Number 11, Plain Jane Superbrain, the geezer bird. Oh. The youngest candidate, 21-year-old L. Stevenson. L or Ellie. Well, does it say I-E or just E? E. L. So Ellie Stevenson describes herself as a geezer bird who's a little bit insane. Oh, She taught herself Latin and thinks Taylor Swift is the best businesswoman of the 21st century. Well, actually, that's pretty astute. She probably is. Yeah. Latin's always handy to have. I was focusing on the Taylor Swift bit. Oh, right. Pick a number. 13. Unlucky for some. Will it be unlucky for the private tutor Sam Curry? He's been working as a tutor since leaving university and has a passion for the um, uh, the arts. The arts. The 23-year-old describes himself as a happy-go-lucky, adventurous type, as well as sensible and logical. Basically, I mean, they're, they're, they're all quite boring people. 17 looks stern. The sailor, Charlene Wayne, Charlene. Um, it's just uh, they're tr- this and Dragons Den, BBC. These were flagships in your um, no. These were um, uh, bouquets in your buttonhole. No, hang on. They were once great programmes. Now, complete and utter tosh. Let's just let's just let them go, shall we? When are we going to get a new series of Cheers? Oh, Cheers Reunited. I would watch that.
travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne and it's also slow on the approach on the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 but it's easing off now southbound on the M1 at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes after the accident there has been moved away. On the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 and the A41 is slow southbound from Hemel Hempstead towards the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. On the train departure boards the 737 service from Milton Keynes Central to Birmingham New Street's been cancelled and also if you're heading into London on the Circle Line, Hammersmith and City Line and Metropolitan Line are all part suspended between Baker Street and Liverpool Street. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 7.16, Wednesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers and close several inquiry offices. And there was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay in the rugby world... Do you like to keep your eye on the weather? Do you like to record the changing seasons where you live? No, Does the I don't. science of weather fascinate you? Looks as if we'll see low pressure started to move up from the south. There's something new coming to BBC Three Counties Radio and we want your help. You'll need to have a computer, smartphone or tablet and access to the internet. If you're interested in taking part, send your contact details to 3cr at bbc.co.uk. Weather Watchers, coming soon to BBC Three Counties Radio. It's computer this, smartphone that, internet the other. Um, okay. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Um, okay. We're just getting loads of rude tweets of people's names. We want names that sound specifically like toilet doings, okay? I know it's so childish. I guess they kind of got to be um, uh, the famous people. Otherwise, you could just make any old tosh up, couldn't you? You could make any old tosh up. I got to interview, um, and now it's not the original cast, is it, of The Apprentice? Now it's not um, um, the bloke who looks like my father-in-law, Peter. That's not that's my father-in-law's name. I don't know the guy's name. What's the um, the old the old fella? Yeah, I know you mean. Drove a drove a um, he drove like a minibus through Iraq. Yeah, he did. That's your um, wife's dad. No, no, the, the the guy from The Apprentice drove like a car through Iraq on a peace mission. Did he? Yeah, he did, he did. He's an amazing bloke. Audacious. Didn't he do Countdown for a bit? He did. What's his flipping name? Uh, the woman was Margaret. Yeah, and she, she was gave great. us She was gave us dirty looks on an EasyJet flight because we had kids with us. No, she was just doing her thing. She That's her look that she does. Then she was taken over by Karen. Brady, yep. Who, and I saw her um, doodah. What? I saw her doodah. What? I saw Karen Brady's doodah. When? When I went to interview them, she was wearing a skirt that had a very, that basically was split up to the navel. And when she sat down, it did not cover her doodah. <gasps> I know. Crikey. Exactly. And she was, it was her, and it was it was an interview, and I was, uh, and I was there with my Marantz. I didn't have a clue how to work it. Marantz is well difficult to operate. And um, there were lo- there was about five other people, and we had like them. Nick. Nick. Nick Hewer. And I couldn't get the Marantz to work, so I was pretending. I was just holding a dead microphone in front of her, her dead face. and n- n- not, Try not to look down by try, the no, Well, I, I, the, the, it had its own gravitational pull. My eyes um, uh, were drawn. 
Um, but if anybody is excited by the... I mean, it's, it's such a shame, because The Apprentice was great. This is the thing, guys, and maybe a lesson that we could all learn from, particularly on this show, is, you know, when a, when a good thing has peaked, stop. Really. Because the, the Apprentice has peaked. The Dragon's Den... I mean, there's, not, there's only Peter Jones is in it now. The, the, the rest are all... Meaden's not Me- in it. Uh, Pafita's in she it. She is at the moment. Is she? Yeah. She's not an original. Mm. She's not an original. Peter Jones is the only original. Good stat. Thanks very much indeed. Now it's the bloke that owns Ghost. Yeah. And... Jim, it used to be that woman who owned um, Red Letter Days, right? And her company went bust. So Duncan Bannatyne and Peter Jones bought it. <laughs> no, isn't that terrible? The irony. The irony. They've all got irony. Police in Bedfordshire are planning to halve the number of community support officers in the county as well as reducing investigating support staff by 75%. Unions say that this could lead to a reduced service and a loss of public confidence in the police. The force has already said it intends to close inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Well, Paul Farley is uh, regional organiser for Unison. Paul, what what do these cuts involve? As you've already said, they're going to reduce the number of PCSOs from 108 to 40, uh, sorry, to 46, and investigation officers from 44 to 10. So it's a total of 103 police staff will lose their jobs, but it will, it's got to have an effect on the service. You can't make cuts of this magnitude without having a, a negative effect. Uh, and, and your evidence is? Well, the, the work will still be there. For example, the people will... St- the, People who do the job of the investigating officers will still need to interview the people. Um, the only people left to do that will be police officers. And the same with the PCSOs. What's wrong with police officers investigating crimes? I'm, I'm confused, sorry. There's nothing wrong with police officers investigating crimes, but it's done on the pretense of keeping police officers on the front line. They'll be moving in to do jobs that are currently done by members of police staff. I think people would be happier that police officers were investigating the crimes and not police staff, wouldn't they? Not necessarily, because the police officers, if they're sat in a room interviewing people, will not be out on the streets dealing with uh, issues on the streets for people. And the same with PCSOs. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a police officer on the streets dealing with issues involving people. No, because that is mainly done by PCSOs now. Right. And they won't be there. And they have the, the, the contacts that they've built up over the years. Aren't the PCSOs um, being retrained as specials? I'm not aware of that. And actually, that would be a bit of a, um, a bit of an insult to a PCSO to say, I'm going to take away your paid work and will you come back and do it for nothing? Yeah, it's a bit of an insult, but, the, but they are encouraging... I, I thought the force was encouraging those that have been made redundant to, to apply to become special constables who've got the same, out, same powers as police officers, haven't they? So, yeah, I can also... It's a bit cheeky saying, can you come back and do that job uh, that we made you redundant from for free? But it's, it's a little bit misleading to say that the, the numbers aren't quite as clear-cut as they, they first appear, are they? Um, I, I think the numbers are fairly clear cut actually with the reduction i think i'm not sure that their intention is to ask them to come back and train as specials right i think they have given an opportunity for some uh, of the pcsos to train as police officers so i think that i think that's fair to say that but it's still reducing the number of uh, police staff by 103 and that's got to have a knock-on effect to the service that they provide to the community yeah 
Um, and, and, and what do you think the public should be concerned or worried about this? I think the public have a right to, to know and to be told exactly what, what part of the service they currently get they won't be getting, and they have a right to be consulted on it. Why do they have a right to be consulted on it? Because it's financial, isn't it? You know, there are cuts everywhere across the police service. There have been massive cuts. There are even bigger ones coming. Um, it, it, where would you suggest the cuts were made? I wouldn't suggest that they make that the, the cuts have to be made. Well, they I have to they save could... twenty million quid now, don't they? There's another yeah. twenty million quid being cut, so they've got to save it somewhere. So, where do you think the cuts should be made? I. I... I, I don't think they actually need to make the cuts. I think the government's oh. austerity programme is wrong. Right, OK, but, that's, but that, whether you agree with it or not, it's happening. The cut has to be made. No, I don't, I don't believe it does. I think Go it's on. a false economy. Go on, tell, tell, tell us why you think the cut doesn't have to be made. I, I, I actually think it's a false, uh, it's a false economy. You, you're taking away people that have, uh, have built connections in the commu local communities over many years who people feel uh, they can approach without the risk of um, getting themselves uh, arrested, if you like. That, that, fear, that fear is gone. PCSOs are doing sterling work in all sorts of communities, in schools, with youth clubs, everywhere, and that will disappear because the police officers that are left um, will not have the time to have that contact I... with members of the public. Paul, I, listen, uh, impartiality to one side for a second and I'll get told off for it. I agree, I do think it's a false economy to make these cuts and um, that, you, you know, that perhaps we should be investing more in the police service. But it ain't happening. That 20 million quid has got to be saved. You know, so we can argue that it's a bad decision, that, it's, it, that that government policy is, um, is a poor one, but that, that's, that saving has to be made. So where would you make the savings? I think if I was, if I was forced to, to make savings, I would look at um, areas like the size of the... Uh, PCC's offices um, and, and areas like that. If you've got to make the savings, have a look where you can make them without having but a direct... Giving, giving Ollie Martins a smaller office, that ain't going to save 20 million quid, is it? That, that, that's, um, that, that's the tip of the eye. That's, that's not really going to do anything, is it? It, it would go some way to showing um, that actually he, he stands side by side with the people that he's making, uh, whose jobs he's taking away. OK. Do, do you... Do you, do you um, I'm, I'm getting, uh, uh, Paul, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm getting that you're not a fan of... Is it PCCs in general? Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of uh, PCCs. Or is it um, Ollie Martin specifically? No, no. I, I, I don't know Ollie Martin personally, so I, I can't say that. Oh. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. There has to be a controlling mechanism for the police, but I think you could, you could revisit how that is done. Mm. Um, OK, Paul, listen, uh, d d d what's the kind of mood amongst the police service at the moment? They're, they're, they're devastated by this. Yeah. Um, they've, they've had a number of years now where they've had um, a, a, pay, a, a pay freeze, and the premise for having a pay freeze has been if you have a pay freeze, then that will save jobs. Well, this is just... Uh, this is just showing that the efforts that those people have put in for a number of years are not going to make any difference. It's likely that some of them will still lose their jobs anyway. But their biggest concern when we speak to them is their worry for the uh, negative effect all this will have on the service that they work very hard to provide. 
the people of Bedfordshire. And Paul, fair play. I appreciate you taking a robust questioning because I kind of agreed that you know, instead of cutting the money to the police service, we should uh, we should we shouldn't be. We should probably be putting more in. Is there anywhere? Ollie Martin's office to one side. Is there anywhere, Paul, where you've seen flabbiness in the police service where you think you know actually we could we could cut a few corners there and it, it wouldn't have an impact on the public? I think we're at the stage now where the, there's no meat left on the bone. All the cuts that could reasonably be made have been made some time ago, and we've now got uh, you've, you've got your police officers and police staff are working uh, a lot. They're working very hard. They're trying to do more with a lot less, and they're at the stage now where it's becoming impossible for them to carry on doing that. All right, Paul. Listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Paul Farley is a regional organizer for Unison. Um, it does seem, you know, it seems obvious, doesn't it? You make cuts to the police, you're not going to get the service that you would like. And we've been saying for years, well, the police service aren't as good as they used to be. They don't. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the anyone is the uh, telephone number. Um, Pat says, in, I don't know anyone that has confidence in our police service. And these plan cuts will make no difference to us, the public. All we hear about are victims of crimes that have been let down by the police. Well, well, they don't do burglary, car crime, traffic offences or substations. What do they do anymore, to um, slightly misquote an adamant song? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and 25 for Enfield. It's also very slow on the A1M southbound between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. And the M1 southbound is busy between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. It's also slow on the approach to the M1 at Junction 9 for Redbourne from Lynch Hill on the A5 southbound in Markgate. And in Clap Hill on the A507, it's very busy in both directions approaching the junction for Bedford Road. And on the train departure boards, there aren't any delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Brown. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The company has already announced a number of cost-cutting measures, including relocating its head office from Chessent to Welling Garden City. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. It's thought to be the first case of its kind. And police in Bedfordshire are planning to halve the number of community support offices in the county and close several inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay 47-15. Over 30,000 saw the third and final Rugby World Cup game in Milton Keynes, breaking the stadium record for the third time in a row. Uruguay now face England in Manchester on Saturday. Luton and Wickham are both out of the Football League trophy. Luton lost 2-1 at League One side Gillingham, despite taking a first-half lead through Cameron McGeehan. His manager, John Steele. I thought it was a... A really, really, really good first half. I thought we had to work our socks off second half. I thought one or two people like Magnus and O'Brien, who haven't played a little bit defensively in Potsy, we got a little bit tired mm. at the end, but it was a valuable time for them, and they've all put in good performances. I'm delighted with the group of players that have been involved tonight. Wickham lost 2-0 at Bristol Rovers after conceding twice in the opening 11 minutes. Here's their manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Um, we, we were awful defending. 
Um, we, we gifted two goals early on, but they could have scored a few more in the second half. There's a lot of chances at both ends actually today, but we, we couldn't put any of ours in. And uh, yeah, deservedly gone through to the next round, Bristol. Stevenage playing the trophy this evening with a 7.45 kick-off at home to Dagenham. There's full commentary on Three Counties Sport from 7.30. In the National League, Boreham Wood drew one all away to bottom club Kidderminster. And Liverpool are close to appointing former Borussia Dortmund boss Jurgen Klopp as their new manager to replace the sack Brendan Rodgers. More from Ben Smith. Thursday and Friday could well be days Liverpool fans will want to stay near their radios. A three-year contract is, uh, is under discussion. Klopp has told Liverpool he wants to bring Zelko, Buvac and Peter Kravitz, two of his most senior members of his coaching staff, to Anfield. And certainly everything is moving along in the direction of Jurgen Klopp to the cop sometime later this week. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I can knit a scarf, but you can't knit a sweater. When I'm underwater, I couldn't be wetter. Never go swimming in a mohair sweater. I can dance, I can dance faster. Tried to keep up, but it was a disaster. One more move and I'm gonna be the master. So crank it up loud on the ghetto blaster. I can eat, I can eat more when it's not fresh from the local store. There's a little town in Labrador where she sells seashells by the shoe store. Quicker. Imagine I made a new way to make everyone currently Friday snicker. And on the guitar, he could be a little slicker. But Jimmy always said I was a good flat picker. Yeah, so, uh, and thank you um, for... Um... For that, someone sent us a text anonymously reporting what's happening on Heart. And yeah, that's 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 right. No, that's not anonymous. That's from Snuffers. Hey, Snuffers! Just for your information, Heart are doing a petty revenge, revenge phoning, but because it's Heart, it's absolute pony. We're not doing petty revenge. We're doing the big stuff. Mm-hmm. This isn't the petty stuff. This is we're not doing the Tom Petties. This, this is the, um, the the giant haystacks. This is grand high revenge. This is grand high revenge. Auto five Miami Vice, nice city. Is what we're doing. Oh three four five nine four double five. It's basically it's in the papers and it's a little bit slack. But there's nothing else in the newspaper. The newspapers are so. Listen to this. So dry. dry. Just absolutely dry. I mean, really. So if you want to give us a call, oh Christopher Lillycrap, of course. Yeah. Uh, names that sound like toilets. Toilet business. I used to like him. He was like Leo Sayer, but nice, wasn't he? He was. He was good. He was good. Uh, Chris Lillycrap. I told you the story about how he was. He, he presented his first ever TV kids TV show. And uh, he had, was summoned to the head of the BBC, and all he knew was it was to talk about changing his name. And he's saying, "Oh, they want me to drop Christopher Lillycrap. Oh, I can't drop Lillycrap. My mum and dad will be so upset. I suppose I could shorten it to Lily." And and they got there and they said, "Right, Christopher, your name. It just doesn't work as a children's television presenter. Christopher Lillycrap. Christopher Lillycrap. Christopher Lillycrap. Would you shorten it to Chris?" That's <laughs> 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 a true story. J-Dog! Good morning, player. We're up against Hart 
106.2 FM. Home mm. of the hits. Today's bigger music mix. Today's better, <laughs> better music sound. We're going to have nine at nine. It's birthdays. Uh, now it's uh, on this day in history and all that. We're up against those suckers. Yeah. yeah. Well, with, do you know what, this. boss? I actually got revenge once on Hearts. Oh, oh yeah. Please, please. Yeah. Tell me why. Okay. Tell me, sweet little why. So, a few oh, years you keep ago. on talking. I've left my coffee out there. You talk. <laughs> and I, you, okay. I'm, 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 I'm listening. No worries. I'm going to talk slowly on this one. So I remember it was, this, uh, yeah, it was great times, great times. So it was a few years ago, Kath. Uh, you were involved in this as well. Yeah, I was. I was um, running. It was, uh, it was on Pancake Day. So it was uh, in Luton. A number of teams were, were put together for, for this big pancake race in Luton Town Centre. Yeah. So uh, Three Counties Radio were there. Hart were there as well. And I was the last person to run. So I was on the last lap. And I was going head to head with a guy called Gaz Wesley, who's now a mate of mine. Yeah, so I was going to say, Wesley... Gaz Wesley was like Hart's version of Dealey. Yeah, wow. <laughs> exactly. So it was so, an accident waiting to happen. The two big boys together on the last lap to win the pancake race. He was just in front of me. I managed to catch him and I thought, you know what? I've heard you for years. I don't like you, my son. So what I did, I put my leg out. He went straight over it. He tripped violently and I won the race. Now, listen, I have to say on this, this show, we do not condone violence of any, any type whatsoever. No exceptions. Apart from that, that yeah. sounded um, that sounded deserved, Justin, yep. and it sounded absolutely appropriate. Absolutely yes. appropriate. You're, mm. By the way, your stories of either tripping someone over or t- being tripped over yourself. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. We will uh, we'll take those. Um, Mm. Well, that, it's because there's um there's a, a, a story in the mirror today. It's all filler, no killer, <laughs> of um um people getting re- revenge. Um and they, 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 I'll be honest, they're not the greatest stories. The one about doing a poo and a pie. Although her husband had got a father an eight right, an eighteen month old child with someone else. I think it was newborn when it popped out. But you know what I mean. She found out that he'd got a baby and the baby was eighteen months old. So she was pretty angry. This one's quite nasty. Now this is a woman I have a great respect for. I fingered her um, biography in the library yesterday. Oh, look at the book I got in the library. I was in the library. Look at the book I got from the library. Oh, I got it from I'm the library. To this. The new Paul Gambaccini oh, book. Oh, now that is expensive. That is, and I nearly, I nearly bought this. I was fingering Paul Gambaccini in Waterstones the other day, and then I thought, you know what? It's twenty quid, twenty quid. I went to the library. I didn't know they had new books in the library. I got Paul Gambaccini, my year under the yew tree. Oh, as soon as I finish my Ray Davis, and I'm getting close to the end of that. Gambaccini is next, dear listener. Very, very excited about that. Should be a cracking read. Um, why was I? T- why am I? T- oh yeah. So this I, I, this woman was in um, this woman's book. Michelle Moan. Is that how we say her yes, name? Yes, I think so. Yeah. She's yes, a bra. Yes. She's um, the bra star. Mm. Yes, I, I've met her. She's very nice. Is, she, it, is it Ultimo she runs? Isn't it amazing yes. that a woman who makes bras has also got um, killer rack? Ultimo. Now this is actually quite nasty. What she did. And I would say, well, there's me condoning putting a dog poo in a pie. But. She recently went out with Shane Warne and Liz Hurley was very sniffy about her. Ultimo bra boss Michelle Moan was devastated when her husband Michael left her on Christmas Day. Um, suspicious about how close he was to one of her friends, Samantha Bunn. Oh. Mm, nice bun. She hired a private detective. After seeing photos of the pair kissing, she says her grief turned to anger. She took a key to the paintwork of her hubby's Porsche, classic... She also now, she cut holes in his boxer shorts. That's another classic. I don't get the point of that. It's still gonna. What's the point of that? Just go commando. Surely she wants him to keep his pants on. 
She also put, and this is where it's, I, I, well, let's get the female perspective, Catherine. Mm. She put laxatives in his coffee. I don't like the laxative thing. I think that's unfair. That's poisoning That's poisoning someone, someone yeah. That's poisoning someone. I, I, think, I, th- I don't think that's really revenge, because all you're doing is cleaning somebody's system out. <laughs> you're doing them a favour. Yeah, exactly. It's a medical thing. Um, uh, here we go. Did it digitally enhanced. When his wife left him, Detroit strip club boss Alan Markovitz was so mad... Flipping the bird at her was never going to be enough. <laughs> That's a bit of an odd thing to do anyway. So he bought a four and a half thousand pounds, 12 foot bronze sculpture of a giant middle finger. <laughs> How much did he spend? Four and a half grand. Idiot. Bef- before moving right next door to her and her new lover and putting it in the back garden. <laughs> That's <laughs> Leah's daughter, Lenka, tweeted... Real classy, Alan. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Justin, you've taken this to the streets. It's a yeah. toughie, but I see it's two and a half minutes long. Your package it's, is huge <laughs> this morning. It's, it's a big package. It's very, very big and shiny. Uh, so, yeah, on the streets this morning, a lot of ladies, by the way, denying they've no. ever oh, got revenge on a man. On. Now, come on, guys. I said earlier on, if I'm going to take this one to the streets, please open up and be Honest. Do yeah. not deny the truth. Yeah. So, two stories here from men. Uh, the first one is very, very funny, but I prefer the second one because he's so, so serious about taking revenge, but the actual act of revenge was not particularly that good. Oh. Uh, anyway, here's what happened on the streets this morning. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Hashtag revenge. David, you've got revenge. What happened, boss? You look like a right geezer, by the way. This bomber jacket says to me straight away, don't mess. What yeah. happened? Um, I was just, uh, I wanted a quiet time. I'd had a lot of, lot of personal problems mm-hmm. and I just started a new job. And um, because I didn't look after myself, I just uh, got on with my work. Mm. Certain, certain people within the company felt that they could take advantage of me. Mm. So um, I used to find um, my lunchbox up on the hoist. You know, just for tea break, um, I'd find stuff in me lunchbox when I got home from work and things like that. And and, uh, and this particular person, um, when I decided that I'd had enough of this, I and it, he was actually picking on an, another bloke. So we, I brought a, a load of um, vegetable dye from the local supermarket and a box of stink bombs. <laughs> and uh, we waited till dinner time. And we both covered him in head to foot with uh, this vegetable dye, all the different colours blended into each other. And, he, and everybody laughed their heads off and he just felt like a complete idiot. He ran into the toilets, so I threw this bon- box of stink bombs in there and shut the door on him. <laughs> and, what, and, we, I, and I never had any trouble from him after that. I was going to say, when, the others there. when you got your revenge, how good did it feel that it that moment? fantastic. OK, so you don't wish to be named. I respect that. You've got revenge. Tell us what happened. Some gentleman uh, done the ro- wrong on me, but uh, the, re- the reason why I had to get revenge was uh, to get him back even. It was the fact that um, it felt good. I, ha- I had to do it because uh, I think I had to do it for my own peace of mind. Because uh, if, I did, if I let it go, then it means that the other person has done his bullying tactics and he got away with it. And I weren't going to let that happen. So. Okay. Okay, let's get deep. Um, what did he do, and what did you do to get revenge? He tried to like a bully me over a period of time, and it was trying to undermine me, all that kind of thing. And it, at the beginning, it didn't come about, but it, in the end, what I did was uh, I hid his uh, toolbox in the skip, 
and uh, he couldn't find it anywhere and he spent all day and uh, that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Excellent stuff. Excellent Thank stuff. You. As well. I don't know. Have you got anything for the next hour? Well, you, you were talking in the first hour, weren't you? About um, you were talking about who was that lady off uh, Loose Women? She used to be on Loose Women. Um, oh, oh, about... Jane McDonald. Oh, she, Jane McDonald. For those who missed, I interviewed Jane yeah. McDonald years ago, and it was a real. Mm. Oh, I've got to interview Jane McDonald, and then I met her, Justin, and it wasn't that she's particularly attractive or anything. She's not, but. You, and you'll understand this. Mm. She was sending out vibes. She was emitting. Yeah. She was communicating with all the men in that room and some of the mm. women on a completely silent frequency. Yeah. She no, was emitting I totally sex. I totally get you because I, I've seen her on TV before. It's amazing. Oh, lo- lovely Jane. And then I've interviewed her as well. And I yeah. just thought, do you know what? There is something about Isn't you. Isn't you there? are a babe with yeah. a capital B. She sends, she's she's doing voodoo. Every time she's in a room mm. with a man, voodoo is happening. Yeah, it's incredible. So you're going to take Jane McDonald to the streets? Well, I was thinking about, uh, <laughs> you were talking about people that, that you're not meant to fancy or find yeah. attractive. But yeah. for some reason, yeah. you do. What about oh, that? Bonnie Langford. Another yeah. one, another one, just operating on a completely different plane to most mortal women. I'm sorry, I think, girls. I think, I think Bonnie's slightly different. So you're probably thinking Bonnie is uh, very different uh, alone when she's, well, you know, compared to when she's on TV. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Justin, yeah. take to the streets. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Snuffers, stay there. Come to you after this. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, the lane's been blocked on the exit slip road at Junction 21 for the M1 because of an accident. And also a slow southbound on the M1 between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. In Bricketwood, on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout to the North Circular Road, there are queues around there. Also westbound on the North Circular Road, there are long queues because of it being partially blocked at the Cricket Bulletin crooked billet interchange by a broken down coach so that's causing delays all the way from the M11 at Redbridge now. On the M40 southbound in Oxfordshire there's a lane blocked by an accident at Junction 6 for Watlington causing very long delays now and on the train departure boards the 803 service from Luton to Sutton has been cancelled Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Sammy thank you, as a radio broadcaster there are things that you you, you think you're doing and they are private, for example at the end of uh, Saturday's down the rabbit hole 12 till 2 uh, me and Catherine, um, uh, I was talking uh, privately to the gentleman in the next studio about I don't know what happens here who takes control blah, blah, blah. that went out on air because the studio is um, is um, uh, knackered is the polite way of saying it well someone's just I didn't know whenever I'm adjusting the volume on the fader that's got my computer plugged in there's a crackle I thought I was the only person that could hear that crackle Catherine yeah Bloomberg man huh? and he's in me, Africa they, they could hear my crackle in Africa. Flipping egg. I'm so sorry, guys. Well, I'll, 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 I'll get some WD-40 and I'll sort that out. I won't. <laughs> the team will. And when I say the team, don't mean this lot. Anyway, I've, I've given it a good. I've, I've given my knob a good waggle. It should be okay. I'll pl- we'll play something in a minute and we'll test it. Uh, 7.46, Wednesday the 7th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood... Held, not hurled, that would be awful. Held at Yarlswood Detention Centre. And Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers. 
Let's get the Beds, weather. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We have some heavy rain on its way today, just making its way down through all three counties, actually, just pushing south uh, easterly on a northwesterly breeze. The low pressure, which is bringing all these showers and did so yesterday, is uh, slowly withdrawing eastwards across the country. So that's what's pulling in this northwesterly breeze and the rain as well. But it is an improving picture. Later on this afternoon, that will clear out of the way and towards the west and parts of Buckinghamshire, for example, we should get some brighter spells, maybe even a bit of sunshine as well. It's bringing or introducing some rather fresh air though so it's not going to feel as humid or as warm as it did yesterday we're looking at a maximum of 16 celsius overnight tonight any remaining rain so the further east you are that's going to move away as well leaving lengthy clear spells could see a bit of mist develop as we head through to dawn tomorrow minimum temperature again chilly much fresher than last night seven celsius for tomorrow a cold start but some good sunny spells tomorrow still a bit of cloud and the risk of an isolated shower but it is on the whole a drier and more pleasant settled day maximum temperature Temperature for Thursday, 16 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Edward, do what you do to me. I wish I knew if I knew how it did it to me. Edward, do it to you. Edward, do. In a recent survey, we asked 47 people who they'd most like to wake up with. I would like to wake up next to my beautiful girlfriend, Daisy. Be waking up with Angelina Jolie, I can assure you. Tomorrow yeah. I'd like to wake up next to Dave here because at least it'll, I'll be alive. But there was one name missing off that list. Justin Dealey. Justin Dealey. Justin Dealey. Saturday mornings from 6, BBC Three Counties Radio. Who is Justin Dealey? I have never heard of him. Snuffers! Morning. Morning, Snuffers. What you got for us? Um, it's a bit of a revenge story, but um, your um, Kelly, Kelly too, whoever that, the man that's, uh, that's, uh, that's Danny Warbucks. Good morning, Danny. Hi, I'm Kelly too. There we go, you see. And I'm Kelly yeah. too. No, I'm Kelly yeah. too. No, I'm Spartacus. Have never even seen the film. Hey, here's really... a phone in. Hang on, Snuffers, here's a phone in. Films you can quote that you've never even seen. I've never seen Spartacus, but we all know that I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Taxi driver, you looking at me? Yeah, never seen it. And I can quote it. I've never seen... Which is the Star Wars film where he says, I am your father, Luke. Spoiler alert. Empire Strikes Back. Is it? Oh, I've seen that. Oh. My youngest, now that, uh, my eldest, now that we watch Star Wars at the weekend, and I remember... Now, and this is... I'm not saying this is a cheap gag. I remember Darth Vader's helmet being much shinier than that. Mm. It's very matte. It's all rather shabby, mm. isn't it? It's very, very shabby. And you know what they've done, Snuffers? You know this, the, the most famous... Films you can quote that you've never seen. 03459 You know the most famous mistake in a movie, Catherine? What is it? The most famous mistake? Yep. Well, there's that one in Gladiator where you see the bloke's watch. No, no, no. There's this, a boss is... in one, isn't there, in a Western? No, this is the most famous mistake. It's, it, was on all, it was on every single It'll Be All Right on the Nights with Dennis Norden. One of the audience has just died. Uh, it was, um, it was uh, D- D- Danny Swarbucks? I don't know. Okay, uh, Snuff is the most famous mistake in a movie. Um, uh, not sure. Okay, it's in Star Wars, and it's when they're walking, the stormtroopers are walking through a door, uh, one of the stormtroopers smacks his head, (laughs) right? He smacks his head, and I saw it coming up, and it used to be, it was a mistake in the film. I've got one of those, um, 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 editions where, um, George Lucas has touched it up, right? Because he he won't stop tinkering. So it's got all these weird computer-generated animals in it. No need. But it's, it's obviously, the film was made in 1979, 
and these this is obviously mid eighties technology that has been used. So he's, he's, they're all climb, they're all riding these big slugs. It's weird. But then also what they've done is they've dubbed over the sound when this guy smacks his head. They've dubbed over. G-dung. So they've made oh. it. They've made it a thing now. No, no, no. It was a mistake, guys. It was a mistake, George Lucas. Stick Star Wars um, up your Wookie hole. <laughs> wow. Another mistake in a film. Very, very quickly. Yes, Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. You know when he climbs through the tunnel yeah. and basically he, he digs all the way through. Yeah. And then the the guy who owns the prison comes in and and basically goes mad and throws his chest pieces through the, the poster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The poster's tight against the wall, stuck against the wall. But how would he have been able to restick the poster once he's climbed through the hole? With, was it? Hang on, is it stuck with sellotape or blue tack? With blue tack. Well, then you could stick it from. Well, you, you just pull it. You can just pull it too. Easy. No, you got blue. No. Easy, easy, snuffers. You got blue tack on the top two corners, right? Yeah. Um, and boy, oh boy, uh, don't we all when we put up posters of our favourite pop bands? And we get a new packet of blue tack. Don't we go crazy with that blue tack? And and then by um, the second day, we're having to go around and take ex- bits of blue tack off of the bits we've already blue tacked. Simple. You got blue tack on the corner. You get um, uh, blue tack, a big long bit of blue tack in the middle. So when you climb through, you pull it, pull it, pull it. There you go. Done. Easy. Next. What do you mean you pull it? What I mean, what I mean is, um, you know, pulling. You do that. Yeah. yeah. But you can't, it, the poster was the hole was right in the middle of the poster. Yep. 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 So you, you pull it. How would he have been able to get down? Because it was tight like a drum, because he, he threw the chest pieces through it. Well, and it was... hole in the middle of the poster. Exactly. I don't know if you're listening to me, Snuffers. He pulled it? Yeah, but I don't know how you'd be able to push the blue tack into the corner. You can't just pull a poster and it'll stick to the wall. Yeah, if it's got blue tack on, you can, yes. You must have very strong blue tack. Here's the thing, right? Working as I used to in the television industry, you know there's one up from blue tack. Did you know this? White. No, 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 no. No, black tack. What? Black what? tack. Have you ever used black tack snuffers? Easily accessible in 1960s. It's or it is black tack is awesome. It's like blue tack to the power of mi- a million. It is. It, is that going to take your wallpaper off though? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to use that. That's if you want to stick metal to metal. Wow. That mm. is black tack. Why is why is blue tack in the business then? Well, because this is you, you wouldn't put your posters up with blue tack. I mean, blue tack leaves an oily mess. Black tack will pull off the the, um, the plaster. But you're saying Andy Dufresne did put his posters up with black tack. No, I don't. No, I don't say Andy. I'm not saying the fella. No, I, no, I'm not saying the fella in the Shawshank Redemption was using black tack. I'm saying All my right. dad used to use it when he worked in TV. Okay. Here we go. A film I can quote. I've never seen. Well, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Damn. It's a good film. Uh, it's not. It is. Do you know what? I've watched all of it apart from the last 10 minutes because my teacher, Mrs. Williamson, I'm going to say, history teacher, for a do- for two dossier lessons. It's like three hours long, isn't it? Yeah, you think it's finishing, then it starts up again. She taped it off the telly and we watched it, but she didn't fit it all onto one tape. The, the end of it was on another tape. Oh. But, but she never brought that second tape in. I, I've got no idea what happened. It's quite important. So they all lived happily ever after, as far as I can tell. Well... Um, uh, and another one, you, uh, uh, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. A few good men. Yeah, never seen it. No. I have. can't remember it. Snuffers, will you please get to the point of what the hell you've called in for, you lunatic? It was a, it was a revenge story, but your oh, yeah. friend told me, Danny told me it wasn't actually a revenge story. But Can I just, I've got, no, I'm, I'm just going to, I've got to correct something before this gets out, out there on the internet. Danny Warbucks is not my friend, okay? 
All right, OK. Sorry. He's just a guy that works here. Oh, hold on. Sorry? Re- really? We're not friends, mate. You're like, oh. I'm like, twi- had... I'm literally old enough to be your dad. You had breakfast with us yesterday. That doesn't make friendship. How old are you? 22. Flipping it. I am literally old enough to... I'm work... Oh, God, there we go. The, the 03459 555. The first time you ever uttered and actually meant it without any irony, uh, the phrase, I'm old enough to be your mum stroke dad. Because I am. So I'm not being friends with you because I'm not going on you tree. All right? Thank you. Snuffers. Yeah, so it was a revenge story. Basically, it was Heart Radio. They, um, they did a phone-in once for a song. Basically, you could call up and ask for a song. Yeah, because that's what they do, because they're rubbish, yeah. I, I called up asking for a song and was very rudely told that they'd already played that and so they weren't going to play it. So I asked for two other songs and they said no and basically hung up on me. Um, so then I called them every morning for about eight weeks asking for that song um, and it just got a little bit silly, to be honest. So hang on a minute, you, um, again, I, you know, I've got t- team members that take phone calls. You Were you were you rude to them to start with? No, not at all. Not okay. At all. And so you, you bullied, you bullied said, Heart FM? Sorry? You bullied Heart FM? I'm, I'm not bullying, trolling, maybe. Harassed. But, but uh, they, I mean, they, said, they said, call him with your favourite song. So I called him with, and it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but after Kenny Loggins put news. It's a great and song. They play that normally. They usually play it all the time. And then they said, no, we've already played that. So I said, well, can I have China in your hands by Tapau? They said, no. And I said, can I have Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling? Well, you and know they, the heart playlist. Yeah, and they said, no. So then I said, okay, can I have another one? And they just hung up on me. Wowzers. Oh, they hung Whoa. up. How Wowzers. Well, I, listen, do I don't know if that... I'm going to put this to the audience. Audience, what do you think? Was Snuffers in the right or the wrong there? Let's... Um... Wow, respectful round of applause, Snuffers. It wasn't revenge, though, was it? Sounds like, well, well, um, well no, that's was revenge. That applause? Was well, that applause? Yeah. It, it's either applause or it's, it's it's the microphone outside and it's really heavy rain. I'm not sure. It sounds like there's a plane taking off. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, but that's revenge, no, Danny. Why no. Does that... It's persistence. No, it's revenge. It's, it's like, it's like I'm not going to let this lie. I'm going to keep... That's revenge, Snuffers. Yeah, it was. Danny, get your act together. No, there was no vengeance at any point there. You asked for a song, they didn't play it, and they still didn't play it, and then you just stopped. So he stopped. kept phoning them up to wind them up and annoy them. That's revenge. No. Revenge doesn't have to be extreme. I can just mildly inconvenience someone. Revenge, revenge is a dish best served down the telephone line, as the famous Klingon saying from uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. I'll have you know. All right, Snuffers, I'm having that. I'm having that. That's good. That's, uh, I mean, it's not a particularly strong one, but it's going to the top of the list now just to annoy those two. That's my revenge on those two idiots for not knowing what the word revenge means. Good, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, so, um, uh, films that you can quote that you have never actually seen, uh, 81333, start your text 3CR. Also, have you ever had to, um, uh, lines you've had to write? I was going to say I'm going to make you write lines. Revenge is a dish best served cold, but I can't be bothered. But um, lines is an insane... F- that's like, you wouldn't even be able to... You, you wouldn't be able to do that in school now, to give lines. And I think, didn't the UN just come down on Guantanamo Bay for making the prisoners there do lines? Definitely. They were doing it's lines. It's a huge inconvenience. You can't do that to people. They happen to look right like 500 times, I am a terrorist and I will tell you the secrets. And I think they got done for that. Uh, lines you had to write at school... <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise at Junction 21 for the M1 where the exit slip road's been partially blocked by an accident. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 10 for Lewiston Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And the M11 northbound's been partially blocked at Junction 7 for Harlow towards Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. On the M25, it's very slow between Junction 17 to Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. It's also slow southbound on the A41 from Hemel Hempstead approaching the M25 and a bit further afield on the M40 southbound, a lane's blocked at Junction 6 for Watlington because of an accident and that's causing long queues on the approach. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. If you're a teacher, can you give me a call? You're probably in the staff room having a fag now. Um, it, must, it must be illegal to, um, to give lines now. We can do that. We don't normally do the kind of retro school days thing, but... The most imaginative punishments you ever... I had to do little crosses in graph paper, in the tiny squares in graph paper. 03459 455 555. Here's Simon with the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, the headlines, 50% fall in Tesco profits, compensation offer to pregnant woman held at Yarlswood and another record rugby crowd in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Harvard-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The company has already announced a number of cost-cutting measures, including relocating its head office from Chesson to Welling Garden City. But the BBC's business editor, Kamal Ahmed, says there are some encouraging signs. They're like for like sales are not as grim as they were. This time last year they were falling by 4.6%. Now that number has come back to 1.1%. So they've arrested some of that decline. Tesco was the biggest victim of the huge structural change in supermarkets as we went to discounters, Aldi and Lidl, as we went online. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. It's thought to be the first case of its kind. The government says it will review its policy for pregnant asylum seekers who currently should only be held in exceptional circumstances. Caroline Clark is from Yarlswood Befrienders. What does that really mean? It's not I've not seen it defined anywhere. Um, they say that it's if people who are imminently um, able to be removed, but then there are a lot of um, issues associated with people who are pregnant, particularly around their BP. If you have a high BP, then they won't, you won't be able to fly. Police in Bedfordshire are planning to halve the number of community support officers in the county, as well as cutting the number of investigating support staff from 44 to just 10. It also plans to close several inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Unions have criticised the plans. Paul Farley is from Unison. I think they have given an opportunity for some uh, of the PCSOs to train as police officers. So I think, that, I think that's fair to say that but it's still reducing the number of uh, police staff by 103, and that's got to have a knock-on effect to the service that they provide to the community. David Cameron is pledging to change planning laws to ensure more people get on the housing ladder. Speaking on the final day of the Conservative Party conference in Manchester, Mr Cameron will say there needs to be a national crusade in house building. More from Alex Forsyth. When developers want to build new homes, they have to provide a certain quota which are affordable homes to rent. Now, what the Prime Minister will announce today, we're told, is a relaxation of the rules so that they can also provide those homes to buy as starter homes for first-time buyers aged under 40 at a 20% discount. 
All lines have reopened this morning on Thameslink trains following major disruption last night and overnight closures. Emergency engineering work was carried out to overhead power lines in central London. In sport, there was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay 47-15. Over 30,000 saw the third and final Rugby World Cup game in Milton Keynes, breaking the stadium record for the third time in a row. And Luton and Wickham are both out of the Football League trophy. Luton lost 2-1 at Gillingham. Wickham lost 2-0 at Bristol Rovers. The weather cloudy with showers or longer spells of heavy rain. Drier later this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Ah, morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Daily's gone out on a mission. Oh, that weather, look at that. Imagine, a t- this is one of the things, OK... But you can't do now. And I think generally the world is a better place than it was in the 1970s and the 1980s. But, but, but. You can't dish out imaginative punishments anymore because it'd be like, I, I don't know, well, you just can't do it. I had to fill in, um, to put crosses in all the tiny squares on graph paper. Mr Murray-Brown made me do that. Wow. Fair play, what we did to Mr Murray... I mean... <laughs> what, we did to, what we did to that poor man, I mean... It, it was... It, I, I got off lightly. What did you do? Huh? What did you do? Well, we, we, we did a lot of fun with condoms on over his exhaust pipe. Oh. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> we had one just hanging from the... He was a music teacher and an English teacher. He was... Easy targets. He was not great at both. He was a nice bloke, but he was not... He was, you know, um, we had a condom hanging from the, um, t- the, the door, so he walked in and it would, it would bash his, his head. Remember, his, his class was on the ground floor and you could open the windows up. Um, if we got bored of the lesson, we just open the windows and walk away. <laughs> just walk away. We were like 14 years old, little so-and-sos. Terrible what we did to that man. Uh, so his punishments were, 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 you know, were actually pretty much spot on. Uh, 03459 455 555. Films you can quote that you've never seen. Oh, and anything else you fancy. I don't know. Revenge. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You see... You see, I do have um, a good taste in music. Have you seen that, that text there about the music I was playing yesterday? Yes, I can. Yes, I have. It's from Lisa in Leighton Buzzard. Yeah, go on, go on. Thank you for playing Tony, 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 my ex-girlfriend, who's a... We can't say yesterday. it. Yes. I woke up at 3am with its women around my head. I had that song on a mix CD years ago. Whenever I hear someone say my ex-girlfriend, I always say in my head, is a... Yeah, you can't not. It's, it's such... A good song. I mean, and you guys were all laughing at this yesterday. I'm playing, I put this on. Yeah, baby, I don't want you to take this personal. Careful. What I'm about to say. Here in 1992 and 1993 about my ex. I was 19 and 20 when the, those dates just cited by one of the Tonys. I don't want to hear nobody ask me, why am I saying this? 16, I was. My ex-girlfriend, girlfriend. Is a... You know, it's... it's, it's at the end of that, then. It's, uh, yeah, well, it's, I think we all fill in the blanks. Uh, it, it's a great, it's a great song. And I'm ha- who is that from? Because the name's that not from Lisa in Leighton. Lisa, thank you very much indeed. Well, I'm glad I brought back... I, I, the first time I heard that song was I was coming back from... I was going travelling from uh, Roehampton, where I had um, um, just courted a girl um, that I'd known for a while, and then we courted that night. 
and I was at a bus stop in tears, just thinking, I don't know what's going on with my life. I don't, I don't even like her that much. What's going oh, on? Oh dear, that was horrible. And I was listening to Danny Baker on, um, I guess he was on GLR then. And he played some tracks from that album. He said, and I remember the quote, he said, there is not one dud on there. And he was right. It's a, it's a cracking album. Tony, Tony, Tony. The album Sons of Soul. If you want to go and uh, check that out, you can probably get it for about 50 pounds. What's your beef? No. Warbucks? It's not thing. Yeah, not, my... no, not your thing. No, this is your thing, mate. And you just let me know where you want it delivered. Um, any other uh, Texas? Yeah, one from Adam in Hemel saying, Morning, Ian. We Morning. had to do lines at school if we were naughty. Yeah, not just you. One girl came in with lines she had to do at home, but she'd done them on the computer. <laughs> the teacher wasn't impressed. That, he should get extra points for that. <laughs> you should, that's, that's initiative. Those, those guys should be rewarded. Now, the Home Office has agreed to pay compensation to a pregnant woman it held illegally at Yarlswood. The Congolese woman was five months pregnant when she was detained there, contradicting its own guidelines, which say expectant mothers should only be kept there under exceptional circumstances. This is thought to be the first time the Home Office has apologised to a detainee. Well, Emma, uh, Emma, is it, a, is it a hard G or a soft G? I'm going to say Emma Jim. Would that be correct? Yes, it is. Uh, there we go. I t- thank you very much. It's from the Medical Justice Charity and has been campaigning against Yarlswood for years. This is a significant thing, isn't it, for the Home Office to apologise to this woman? Well, it is really significant, um, especially because they have never accepted that um, medical harm has been done to pregnant women in detention. They've always maintained that they've been doing nothing wrong, as it were. So having documented many cases to them over the years, um, we're delighted that they've now recognised the harm that's been done. And in light of that, we say that they should issue an apology to all of the pregnant women that they've been detaining and furthermore to immediately release the women that are still in detention. They will have to apologise to everyone, won't they? This, 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 must, be a, 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 this is, must set a precedent, surely. Um, well, I'd like to think that you're right. Um, that would be a fine thing. Um, I, I'm not sure that it would happen. I mean, it'd be great if you could catch up with me in a few months' time yeah, and ask course. the question again. You, you don't sound confident, then, that the, that the Home Office has said they're going to look into its policies and procedures. You don't sound confident that that will actually achieve anything. Well, at the moment, their policy is that pregnant women should only be detained in exceptional circumstances, and we definitely don't think that that's been the case. And also the HM Inspector of Prisons have also documented that 99 pregnant women were held in the previous year that they reported, and it wasn't always clear that they were only held in exceptional circumstances. What's again, one of those vague phrases. What does exceptional circumstances actually mean? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. It is very vague and it can seem to mean anything to um, the person in the Home Office that's deciding to detain the woman. The, the other thing, um, the other policy that is already in place is that um, health care should be equivalent to that available in the community and it, and it, and it hasn't been. Um, in the case of this woman in particular, for example, we documented her case um, via the immigration minister um, and we got um, um, a letter back saying that those particular women, including this one, had received satisfactory medical care whilst in detention. So why that doesn't hang together now with the fact that they've admitted that they unlawfully detained her and that they've apologised to her. 
Yarnswood isn't working, isn't it? We seem to do a, a negative story about it uh, pretty much every month, every other month on this show. It's just not working, is it? No, it's not, and, and it hasn't worked right right from the outset, and in particular with pregnant women. Um, out of those 99 women that I mentioned, only nine of them were removed from the UK, which really begs the question, why were they detained in the first place and the health of the women and their unborn babies put at that kind of risk? Emma, do you know what? We'll, we'll put you in the diary. We will speak to you in a few months, and um, let, let's keep our fingers crossed. Although, yeah, I'm kind of erring on your side, and, and let's see if there's been any changes, any improvement. Great. Thanks very much for your time, Emma Jin. There, the medical uh, from the Medical Justice Charity. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, here's something. Here's something I could have told you guys, because no, nobody does this anymore. Brits are giving DIY the snub. No one knows how to do DIY anymore. Do you know how to do DIY? I define DIY. I do it yourself. Pic- I can, no, but I could put a picture on. That's what the letters stand for, I've do it yourself. I've painted skirting boards, i painted a shed. Yeah, I can. Well, do, do okay. I can put a picture up, but, it, it, but behind that picture will be much cracked plaster where I have muffed it up. Right, well, I'll do it in future if you want. You live miles away from me, and I'm not telling you the address. <laughs> Okay, could you um, hang some shelves? Yeah, probably. Well, would you? That's DIY. It's do it yourself. I haven't had to there do it for a while. There we go. A generational gap here. Danny, uh, Danny Warbucks, um, son, of course, of the uh, multi-millionaire uh, adoptive parent. Um, I don't know if you're, you're um, bloodline or if you are adoptive. None of my business. Nope. But as you don't get the reference, we'll move on. Annie. Hmm? Could you... Could you... Um, Drill hard if you needed to. Um, I put some garden chairs together once. What does that? What do you mean? Put some garden chairs together? Flat packed. Yeah. Flat packs not DIY. Flat packs. Well, I did packs. it myself. Yeah. Well, no, but okay. Well, I made myself a cup of tea. That's, that's not DIY. I put. Uh, hey. Oh, flipping it. You know I've got um, loose bowels at the moment. Yes. Now does everyone else? Uh, I know. No. It, well, okay. Enjoy your I'm not, breakfast. I'm not. I'm really not very well. I'm. I'm a very ill man. I, I might die. You will. Be yeah. a rubbish way to go, wouldn't it? Well, so I I, I had a movement oh. yesterday. Right, it was it was. I mean, it was intense. Is that the one you did upstairs? No, no, no. This was at home. Private. And then I went to my school, my son's parents' evening. Me talking to the teacher one on one. Beautiful. It turns out he's a turns out he's a really polite lad. And I said, well, despite what? everything. Yeah, I said, what what, what we're talking about? We're talking about the the, the, the boy that's got my son. Yeah. What, what the hell is going on? Is Why that is the he one not... that likes taking his clothes off? Yeah. Why the hell is he not being like this at home? Um, anyway, as I stood up to leave, my trousers started to fall down, right? They do. And um, it turned out I'd not done my belt or any of my buttons up. My trousers were just... Luckily, my shirt was over. <laughs> Sorry? You're that dad. Yeah, my shirt was hanging over so nothing could be seen. And I, I, I left my house, got in the car, parked the car, gone and got a parking ticket, gone back, walked through a, a, a school... With my belt and my uh, flies undone, a button undone, all the buttons. It, it was a 501, so the buttons all undone. I just, my trousers were just hanging on there by chance. Imagine that. 
That's out of order. That is out of order. You're on a list now. That is banging. I'm going to be writing a book like Paul Gambaccini in a minute. That is ba- That is out of order, actually. In a school. Uh, it was terrible. And I thought, well, my trousers feeling so loose. If I'd have done my, my, my waggle, my trousers would have fallen down like they do at the start of the monkeys. I was just thinking, this is, uh, oh, and it, well, how lucky, how lucky to escape pretty much with my dignity kind of almost intact. I left some of my dignity there. It was a good go report. It's a good job we didn't do a victory dance. Well... <laughs> I felt, imagine if she'd have, I was thinking, I was doing the clothes mask. Would she have seen? No, she couldn't have seen. No, I had my shirt open. There's no way she could have seen that had happened. Anyway, we'll get to the DIY thing in a minute. 03459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M11 northbound because it's been partially blocked between Junction 7 for Harlow and 8 for Bishop Stortford by an accident. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's busy after an accident happened earlier on the exit slip road at Junction 21 for the M1. There are queues between there and Junction 22 for St Albans. On the M1, it's slow southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne, and also slow on the approach from the A5. And the A41 is busy southbound between the Two Waters Road and Hemel Hempstead towards the M25 Junction 20 at Kings Langley. We've just had reports as well that in Little Barford heading towards the A1 it's been partially it's been blocked by an accident and all the emergency services there Andrew called to say Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy Right, it's 8.15, it's uh, Wednesday the 7th of October, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire, and Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers and close several um, inquiry offices. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a little sneaky tease. So we've got we've got a jingle for the, the Saturday show, but it's only coming out on one speaker for some reason. I don't know why it does that on there. But um, uh, that, that's just, there we go. There we go. It's just a little sneaky tease. We'll have that in its full glory. Did you hear the full lyric? Yes, I heard the full lyric. It's not rude, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it? A bit. Oh. It's all right. Well, is it playable? Maybe it's good. It's to do playable. It. Okay, maybe it's good. To do it. It's playable. Okay. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. John's on the line. Good morning, John. Good morning. I'm just having a chuckle about your trousers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was involved in a tra- trousers situation. I, who would have thought? I'm at the age, though, I suppose. But flip it, I was so embarrassed. Yeah, well, you and I both, because I, I, I keep oh. doing it. What do you mean you keep <laughs> doing it? Oh God, this isn't an age thing, is it? Uh, it might be. The number of times I've come off stage, take my guitar off, put it down, I thought, oh, I'm wide open. Luckily, my guitar's in front. So oh, <laughs> flip it. Hang on, well, hang on a bit. So what, you're in a band, yeah? I am. OK, and um, what genre of music are you playing? 60s. OK, OK. Well, in the 60s, they, that was, it was de rigueur to have. I'm reading a book about Ray Davis of the Kinks, and his brother Dave Davis would quite often go on stage um, with his... Um, Testicles out, painted green. That happened, okay? <laughs> that actually happened several, several times in the 60s. So you've got... But what, is it an age... How old are you, John? Uh, I'll come up to 60 now. Flipping it, okay. So is it an age thing, then, forgetting... Us, us men forgetting to do up our keks? Is that what it is? I, I think it's because we've got so much on our mind, yeah. especially first thing in the morning or when you're getting ready to go out, and you, you, as you say, you, you're rushing around, you pull your shirt down over the top, and then you yeah. forget about it. It's comfortable. So you, <laughs> this is this is the thing, right? This is the thing. 
it's comfortable. And it's that cliche of when you get older, you just everything kind of goes out the window because it's comfortable. And it is, you're right, it's comfortable. Yeah, you do anything for comfort, especially sitting in the car. If the belt's tight, oh. you're... Oh, you're, oh God! <laughs> I, I I used to work in Birmingham, and I, it's like a two and a half hour drive, two hour drive from Birmingham to my house. Yeah. And I would I would always loosen the belt and undo the top button for that journey, always. And in fact, I do it now. For it's a much shorter journey from here to my house, but but generally, um, yeah, the top button gets undone. Isn't that terrible? Oh yeah, I'm doing long journeys all the time up and down the country, and yes, I agree with you. John, <laughs> what's your what's your favourite song? Your favourite '60s song to play in your band? Um, California Dreaming. Really? Yes. I I, I did know the guitar intro to that because it's a nice little fiddly bit. That's actually not that difficult, but it sounds like it's really difficult. And I do it on a twelve string. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very own British Mr. John Phillips. Apart from, well, some of the naughtiness, but not all of the naughtiness that Papa John may have indulged in. Papa John, uh, British Papa John, thank you very much indeed. Change his his, um, his name on that phone line to Papa John um, uh, from South Oxley, please, because that's um, that's who he's going to be from now on. The British Papa John. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Have we got a story here? Oh, yeah, we have. We're just waiting for... Um, okay, well, it, it, it's like that, is it? Um, Bedfordshire Police are set to halve the number of community support officers and reduce investigating support staff by 75%. Unions say this could lead to a reduced service and loss of public confidence. The force has already said it intends to close inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Well, Mark Collins is the Bedfordshire Police's Assistant Chief Constable. Uh, Mark, what's the impact going to be on the public? Well, good morning, Ian, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak with you this morning. I just want to clarify uh, one of the bits that you said there about our investigative capacity and cutting that by half. That's actually not the case. What we're planning to do is, uh, through consultation with our PCSOs and our investigation officers, is to reduce the numbers. Um, By how much? So we're looking to reduce our PCSO numbers potentially from 108 to 46 and our investigation officers, which are civilian investigation officers, from 44 to 10. Now, when you ask well, so the, the figures, hang on, so the figures are right. Halve the number of community support officers and reduce investigating support staff by 75%. Yeah, but the investigation officers only pay or make up one part of my investigation capacity because, of course, we've got detectives uh, that are warranted officers uh, at all ranks through the organisation. Are investigating support staff being cut by 75%? Uh, the proposal is to go from 44 to 10, yes. So that's about but, 75%. OK, so I don't know why you picked up on those figures. What's the impact going to be on the public? Well, the, we don't think there will be an impact. Wow, uh, by having a significant number of, of less people working for you, there won't be an impact on, on, um, on the public. OK, well, if you let me explain, what I was going to say is what we've done is we've introduced a new operating model uh, and we're very clear that uh, the early indications of that model uh, are working for us. Um, and if I just take the PCSOs for one moment... So if we reduce the number of PCSOs uh, from 108 to 46, what we're actually going to do is put additional police officers with warranted powers back in the communities. Now, this is a decision we haven't taken lightly. And at this stage, I need to say it's just consultation. But the fact of the matter is we need to cut our costs accordingly. And when you've got budget cuts of £17.5 million at least to make, we need to maintain that frontline capability that we've got, which the public uh, you know, are very clear that they, they need that. When people phone 999 or 101, they need an officer to call. And nine times out of ten, they need someone with warranted powers. 
So this is consultation at the moment, but I don't think the impact on communities will be anything like uh, is, is being spoken about or anticipated. I fully believe that we've got warranted officers going back there to provide a full police service to our communities. So by having less, significantly less people, let me make sure I've got this right, by having significantly less people working for you, you'll be able to do the same job. Well, we're, whilst we're moving Is that out, what you're saying? Well, hang on. Whilst we're moving out 46 PCSOs, we're putting in over 40 new uh, constables back into community policing. So we're not, we're not reducing the number. We're, we're reducing the type of role, but we're not reducing the number. We're putting... Uh, well, hang on. What about the 75% of, of uh, investigating support staff? Well, they, they primarily uh, previously were part of our prisoner, prisoner handling unit. And as I've said, we've, we've, uh, we've introduced a new policing model now, which actually um, puts our, our crime and community teams together. So we've upskilled some of our officers, um, and we believe that we can, uh, we can reduce those numbers, um, and we can actually use our detectives, our detective constables, our detective sergeants, uh, you know, fully skilled, uh, again, warranted officers in those roles. So why have you been wasting so much money in the past then by, by um, having all these people that you didn't need? Well, I don't think we've, we've wasted all this money in the past. Because well, you obviously you don't need them because you're going to provide the same service without them, so you well, don't need we've them. Had a, we've had a three-year freeze on recruitment, if you, if you, if you look back. Uh, we're now not in a three-year freeze on recruitment. I've got 41 recruits going through training at the moment. We're taking another, another 60 new recruits in February and potentially up to 15, 16 transferees coming into the force. So we're able to, to as I say, look at, look at the workforce that we've got um, and provide that very best frontline capability that we've got with warranted powers. Now, the other thing I'd like to add is, of course, is government at the moment are looking at a new funding formula for police. And that's vitally important because it could mean, and I, I stress could, it could mean that Bedfordshire Police yeah. get a better deal. It could mean you get a worse one as well. That's the thing. You can't, you can't bank on that, can you? Well, that, that's entirely right. But we're hopeful because of the lobbying that we've done, the Chief Constable, the Police and Crime Commissioner, we're hopeful that we might get a better deal out of that funding formula. If that is the case, quite clearly, we, will see, uh, the, we, we won't see the need to reduce those numbers. And one other thing I'd like to add, Ian, of course, is we're not losing all that skill and ability. Over half of our police, uh, PCSOs have already expressed a desire to join the regular force. Um, so we won't lose that skill and ability and those links with communities that we've got because they'll come into the regular force, they'll have warranted powers and we can put them back out into the communities hopefully where they were. Cutting PCSOs, closing inquiry offices, uh, it's making it harder for the public to report crime, isn't it? Well, I think we have to look at the way policing has changed and, and society has changed over many years. Certainly when I joined the police force over 25 years ago, uh, police front counters were very busy places. The fact of the matter is they're not anymore. People don't, the, the footfall in front counters and inquiry offices is very, very, um, you know, scaled down to what it was. Uh, and with the advanced technology that we've got, with the 101 system, with the appointment system we've got, you know, it's probably never been easier to see a police officer. But actually, you don't need to come to a police, police station or a front counter to do that. Pat sent the text in. The police don't do burglary, car crime, traffic offences or substations. What do they do anymore? What well, do you do, do now? Burglary. I'm delighted to say that burglary across this county has fallen by 25%, and actually detection rates are improving. Robberies falling by 15%. Um, and, and those underreported crimes that we'd want to see more reporting around rape and serious sexual offences, we've seen a 44% increase in those, ty those type of crimes being reported. So I think that the, la the landscape of policing is changing, but we certainly do do burglary. And if you, if you, if but you, do you if go out and I mean, but do you go out to people's houses when there's been a burglary? Do you go out to people's houses when there's been a car crime? We do, we certainly do, and actually uh, we go to people's houses if they've been burgled and uh, over 95% of houses that have been burgled have a scenes of crime officer visit them 
to take fingerprints and, and to do uh, forensic examinations as I well. I have an anonymous text, so I can only take it on face value. It says, your guest isn't quite right. These cuts will affect frontline services. I'm one of those officers. Well, so your, your, your team, let me take this at face value. I have to, well, let's assume that this is genuine. You're, the people that are serving under you, that, 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 that are working for you and for me, they're not happy, are they? Well, I can't speak about one anonymous individual. What I can tell you is we've consulted far and wide with our organisation. I spoke earlier about a new operating model that we've introduced. That came in on the 22nd of June. And we're working now with that model, probably with the lowest number of officers it's ever going to have. And actually, the writing on the wall is crime is con continuing to, in to fall. Our well, detective is getting better. We have and to... We have Actually, to famously take all the the, the, the police. Well. The police. Well, the, the, the police have been known to manipulate the um, the crime figures. That that's a fact. That that's happened, hasn't it, in the past? So the, the, saying that the crime is falling, we, we take that with a slight pinch of salt, don't we? Well, you can if you want, but don't forget that we signed up to the national crime recording standards, and we're regularly reviewed and inspected on crime recording standards, and we fare very well in that in that field. So. Um, Yes, that's a whole different debate, Ian, about uh, crime figures. But what I would say is that we, uh, you know, when we're inspected on, on national crime recording standards, we fare very well. Tell us about the inquiry office in Flitwick. And what, what is specific about the inquiry office in Flitwick? Why it was opened and then closed really soon after. What, what happened there? Well, it's open part time. It's open part time. And what I want to adopt but is. But crime, crime is. Crime, <laughs> what use is part time? Do you see how. Do you, not, do you see how it's things like that? And this, I, know, I know there are cuts everywhere, and I'm, I'm kind of on your side, surprisingly. But it's things like that, having an inquiry office open part time, that, that causes people, the public, to kind of lose faith and think that the police aren't that bothered. OK, let me just explain then about the, the inquiry offices. We're going to have up to 10 uh, community hubs. And what we're going to, what we operate I don't know now, what a community hub is. What does that mean? Well, it's a police, it's a police office where okay. our, our staff work from. Let's, let's use the phrase police office because, c c again, it's phrases like community hub where people... I'm 42 and I didn't know what that means. Imagine a 72-year-old 70, bloke or a 90-year-old woman. The police hub. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an office for the police, yep. OK, so we've got police, police offices across the county for our community teams to work from. Now, the, the position we're adopting is if, if we're in, we're open... And we've got appointment systems where people can come to Flitwick, come to other, other community police offices, uh, have an appointment with an officer and, and, and have that, that conversation and report to crime and things like that. But what I'm saying is that doesn't need to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It would, be, it would actually be waste, a waste of money, taxpayers' money, to put someone in there to cover that because they're probably going to see one or two people a day. And we can do that properly by appointment. Um, another text, um, with these redundancies, how many senior officers are going? How many senior officers are going? Well, we're a traditional force um, in relation to numbers. We have uh, three chief superintendents, we have seven superintendents, and we're scaling back our chief inspector numbers as well um, in, an, in the new model, back, back from about 21 to, I think, about 15, 16. So we are losing senior officers as well. And leading from the front, will any of the, the uh, senior officers, um, yourself included, be taking a, a pay cut? That's another question on the text. Taking a pay cut? Uh, well, we've all, we've all been on in, uh, part of, a, of, a, of a, a pay freeze for a number of years that you'll be aware of. But you're not losing um, your job, are you? At this moment in time, no. But others will? Well, 
I think I've been very clear to say that you know this is consultation at the moment, okay. and the last thing we want to do is lose our workforce. Our, our PCSOs, our IOs, do a fantastic job for us. We know that, and and we just don't want to lose any of them. But you're going uh, to lose some, and you, you, you're saying that with these these potential job losses, the mood amongst um, your team is it's upbeat. Well, well, I think um, morale in the force uh, is better than it has been. I think uh, we are seeing the green shoots, as I've said, through our our new operating model. And I'd like to reassure the public and staff that if funding levels change, then our plans will be reviewed. And in the meantime, we'll continue to support all of those staff that want to become police officers. Uh, They have the skills, they have the local knowledge, and we want to retain that. Okay. All right, Mike, listen, let's keep our fingers crossed that that extra funding comes through because, um, you know, contrary to how this may have sounded in your ears, I want you lot to do the best job that you can. But um, I appreciate you coming on and talking us through it. Thank you very much indeed. That's Mark Collins, who is the Bedfordshire Police's Assistant Chief Constable. 03459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there is late between Junction 16 for the M40 and 17th Maple Cross because of an accident. It has reopened. The accident was at the Chalfont Viaduct, so it's very slow past that area at the moment. Also anti-clockwise, it's slow between Junction 22 for St Albans and 21 for the M1 after an accident there earlier. And on the M1 southbound, it's busy from Junction 13 for Bedford to Odds Milton Keynes South. And in Little Barford on Barford Road, there's reports that that's been blocked by an accident near the Great North Road. On the underground, the Circle Line, Hammersmith, and City Line and Metropolitan Line have severe delays. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. And Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers and close several inquiry offices. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. There was another record crowd at Stadium MK last night as Fiji beat Uruguay 47-15. Over 30,000 saw the third and final Rugby World Cup game in Milton Keynes, breaking the stadium record for the third time in a row. Uruguay now face England in Manchester on Saturday. That'll be England's last game in the tournament. The BBC's Ian Robertson says coach Stuart Lancaster could be out of a job by November. I think the RFU will do their debrief pretty quickly. I think it'll all be done in the next three weeks while the World Cup's continue. Continuing By the end of the month, beginning of November, they'll have made a decision and I think uh, Stuart knows. Uh, he could, of course, resign uh, before that if, if he wishes, but uh, the, the uh, omens are not looking good for him. Luton and Wickham are both out of the Football League trophy. Luton lost 2-1 at League One side Gillingham, despite taking a first-half lead through Cameron McGeehan. It's manager John Still. Well, I was really pleased. You know, you get way disappointed when you lose, but I'm a realist in, in sometimes. It's important that the people that play today have got that time because they have to show that they're ready to, to come and play. If we, we've got a problem, first to like regular first team wise and some of these boys haven't had enough football that's not their fault that's just how it is but I'll say that everyone's done their bit today Wickham lost 2-0 at Bristol Rovers after conceding twice in the opening 11 minutes here's their manager Gareth Ainsworth there's plenty to uh, to work on you know we, we tried a couple of things tonight in defence again and uh, 
we get away from it a little bit um, mentally as well. It's uh, it's not game after game after game, which is really tough for our squad. So um, now I'm pleased that um, we've got this break now, and uh, we'll be working heavily on keeping them out because uh, we let some soft goals in the last two games. Stevenage playing the trophy this evening with a 7.45 kick-off at home to Dagenham. There's full commentary on Three Counties Sport from 7.30. In the National League, Boreham Wood drew one all away to bottom club Kidderminster and Liverpool are close to appointing the former Borussia Dortmund boss Jurgen Klopp as their new manager on a three-year contract. They hope to announce the German as Brendan Rodgers' successor on Friday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Thank you, Simon. Beg your pudding? Is that Sonia from EastEnders? <laughs> <laughs> or Harold Bishop? Uh, oi! It's both of them. <laughs> it's both of them. Uh, so, what, C- Catherine, while I rest my voice... Mm. Oh, another one from that... Um, Anonymous police officer, go on, go on, read that one. We are failing on the front line, stretching the minimal officers to the point of breaking point. Morale is as low as I've known it. Now listen, because this is an anonymous, we and we believe it's a police officer. Yeah, could be the union. Face. This is the same sort of thing the union. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take it at face value. Let's just say that. Um, read the one from Steve. Steve, ha ha. The policeman said, "Do do." I mean, that's the level. That's, that's. I mean, that's what we're broadcasting to. I mean, uh, <clears throat> what are we talking about, Catherine? I'm going to rest my voice because I can feel it fading. Okay. We're talking about unusual punishments at school, aren't we? We did lines. Sure, you know, why we not? did people being given lines. I got the slipper. I mean, that's... I mean, that's. Did you? Yeah, I did. Gosh, that's I got, proper olden I got days. the slipper from a teacher who it has now been established was... <clears throat> a wrong'un. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir, indeed. I saw a kid get hit by a ruler, and I'm sure in my day we, they weren't supposed to strike us, but those were the days when you didn't tell your mum because you'd get it worse when you got home. Yeah, yeah, well, those were the days, yes. So, uh, so, unusual punishments. You know, it doesn't have to be violent. It could just be uh, cunning on the part of the teacher. Yep, yep. Uh, and lines you've been given and also lines from movies that you've known but you've never seen we've got those as well coming through yeah. um, this one Caroline in Bedford frankly my dear I don't give a damn not even sure if I know what film it comes through oh come from, on Caroline. guys come on come on we one all of those that boring one. overindulgent fil- the film of course that, that everybody quotes that nobody has seen I've seen it because I'm like that is um, play it again Sam I've seen it. Of all the gin giants in all the world, you had to walk in. in it. It doesn't say play it again, Sam. No, it doesn't say play it again, Sam, does don't he? Don't play it again. Don't play it again. Well, so he does say play it again. No. Well, he says play it again, but you just... Well, no. If it, does he say don't play it again, Sam? He says don't play that song or something. Flipping it. Well, he, doesn't say don't, he doesn't say play it again, Sam. doesn't say don't play it again, Sam. doesn't okay, say it. Okay, yeah. Tony and, says... And that other fella, James Cagney, never said, you dotty reds, you're the dotty reds that killed my brother. Never said it. He did in everyone else's impressions. Tony says, lines from films I've never seen yet. Oh, oh, I like the positive twist you've done on that. The glass is half full. Do you feel lucky, punk? Go ahead, make my day. Oh, that's a good film, that. Dirty Harry. Yeah. Dirty Harry. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's a good one. But I know it's a good film. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, and someone else has got a quibble. This is Angela in Stevenage. Morning in. Watching the Kennedys the other day, which is set in Stevenage, not Boston, not those Kennedys, in the 1970s, I was surprised to see a four-pack being held together with plastic. I'm sure that canned beer and four-packs weren't around in the 70s. Party 7s were the first canned beers that I and my hubby remember. What do your listeners think? I wasn't listening to that. Party was... 7, beer, all that. Oh, why is this doing that? Because I'm waggling my knob. Will you stop that? Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Pat in Houghton Regis is back. Hello, Pat. 
Hello, Ian. Pat, Pat, who's now made it to... He's made it to the dizzying heights of being in the Roberto Peroni trailer. Yeah. That's Pat. I well, that. I'm going to do my impression of, of, of Pat in the Roberto Peroni trailer. <clears throat> well, Roberto, the, the traffic police, the police, they don't come out and do it anymore. What you going to do? Those gentlemen, it's Pat. From Are you sure the, that was Pat? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's Pat from the HR, Houghton Regis, not Human Resources. He says, "Hi, and you raised the right questions that the public have been saying about PCSOs. No, we read out your text." And the powers that be, who we pay to police our county, have taken years to come to this conclusion and have wasted our money. So well done from Pat well in, done. in the I'm, HR. I'm, I am the people's poet. That's uh, what I am. In many ways. Hey, is a woman in the papers here? Who, uh, well, dang it. I looked out of my bedroom window and I'd see her in the moonlight. Two figures kissing by candlelight. Then she'd come in and she'd get a right what for from my mum. Get in here, you dirty cow. Pretty much exactly. They're in moonlight, but they had candles. What's I'm, that I'm, for? I'm, 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 I would have to struggle to quote it exactly. Oh, right. I mean, I was, I was doing, I was doing my best there. Hang on, get guitars, guitars. Here we go, Dave Davis, go. And he moves away like that in the video, like I just did. He, he does it and then he just moves out of the camera shop. Julian Temple directed that video, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, oh boy, uh, I'm going to watch it uh, three times today because it's one of the greatest pop videos of all time. Go on. Have a lovely time doing yep. that. John Pace has sent us a tweet. Unusual punishments. Uh, Our English teacher used to set detention essays on subjects like the love life of oh, a balloon. Oh, an idiot. Yeah, we, I, I, had a, I had a plum like that. I had a plum like that. The girl who will never forget, memory woman. At 25, Rebecca can recall every... Imagine the torture of this. I don't even remember what, I, what we did in the first hour of the show, right? Probably best. Rebecca can recall every single detail of her life, including all of her dreams and birthdays. And here's the... Twi- as if the right, that's amazing, right? But then they had this weird thing. This is all part of the headline. She can even recite every Harry Potter book word for word. Well, I Ooh, mean, that's a curse, isn't in, it? In terms, of, in terms of special powers, that's a pretty lame one. Hang on. I've got a phone in coming. What can you remember? Call me now. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Let's have the end of this. Hang on. Steady. Um, she can remember... Every dream she's ever had. How can you prove that? She could just be making them up. (laughs) All dreams are made up. Well, yeah. Every birthday, every meal she has tasted. Nah. She can even recite all the Harry Potter books word for word. Rebecca Sharrock, her life really is unforgettable. Total Recall has always been a reality for the 25-year-old who has... Uh, well, this is a great this is a great condition. If you're going to have a condition, have one with a name like this. Highly superior autobiographical memory. Gosh, self-obsessed. Rebecca is one of just 80 people in the world who's been identified as having HSAM. If only there was... If you could... It, no, it should be superior highly autobiographical memory, and then you've got sham. And then you've got a word. It's like, it's like nice. If they just changed the words around a bit, they'd have niche, and it's a proper word. Do you know who I feel sorry for in this? Not her. The person who's got to listen to all her recollections. It means she can recall minor events, which for most people would be forgotten within days. Yeah. 
I remember my mum placing me in the driver's seat of the car and taking a picture of me when I was 12 days old, Rebecca says. It's my earliest memory. Don't believe that. You've made that up, Rebecca. That's a lie. Although, obviously, for legal reasons, I don't think she's lying. I remember every single day since then, so it's not total. She can't remember the first 11 days. Some of them I can't date exactly because I was too young to understand calendars. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember what I did that day, what the weather was like and so on. When I relive memories, the emotions come back. So if it's something from when I was younger, it's like my mind is an adult, but my emotions are the age that I was then. Gosh, she's so special. Rebecca can also re-experience pain. I remember falling over when I was three at my grandparents' house grazing my left knee, she says. Talking about it now, I'm getting an echo of the sting in my left kneecap. She's getting an echo of the sting in her left kneecap. As well as pain, Rebecca can also re-experience taste. Oh, of course she can. Hey, this is good. This is good to use in um, when you're at, um, at your mum's having dinner there. If she's ever eating something bland or unpleasant, she thinks about Black Forest Gatto. Can you still Gosh. get that? Is she <laughs> living in the 70s? Say the 70s. Black Forest Gatto. I used to... Black, the only pudding you could get in the 70s, right, were uh, Vianetta and Black Forest Gatto, or Ski. Right, right, yeah. That was it. And Black Forest Gatto was like... It was primo. It was like if you had, if you had friends coming round. If, if your mum and dad had friends coming round. They were never defrosted right, though, were they? Never defrosted right. And actually, it's also... It's disgusting, Black Forest <laughs> Gatto. It's just cherries and, and chocolate that's too rich. And sometimes a little bit of booze in there as well. Don't like booze in the dessert. She says, I can retaste the cherries, chocolate and cream and that takes away to the taste. <laughs> um, oh she really dear. is a very dull, dull woman. Oh, oh, oh no. It's not, as, it's not as fun as it sounds. Of course it isn't. There's a random factor involved. Oh, oh let's, ladies and gent- gentlemen, let's introduce the randomizer. She bears a grudge a bit. No. Because <laughs> it'd be great. It'd be great to go, oh, I, mean, I wish I could go back to my first kiss with Kerry Wakeford on the bus steps of Slough Bus Station when I was 15. Oh, I can, actually. I can remember that. Let me try another one that I can't remember. Um, it'd be good to remember the day I passed my driving test. I can remember that. Let me think of something I can't remember. It would be good to remember my 21st birthday. I can remember, I can remember all these things. Oh. But I can remember it in choice. Listen to this. On top of that, Rebecca has no control over what memories she recalls. At times, she relives painful experiences with such vividness that she's been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh well, most people are. I was quiet and kept myself to myself at school and I thought I was the target for bullying. Suddenly this voice don't seem so appropriate now. Stop doing it then. I can't stop doing it now. The sli- I skipped that bit. The slightest thing can trigger a memory, a particular shade of a colour or a shape that will remind me of something. Well, well yeah, like a triangle would remind you of like, well, I know, triangles. Toblerone. Mm. Mm, they hurt your mouth, though. Giant Toblerone from airports. Mm. Um, birthdays and Christmases are always really exciting because I relive every one I've ever had. Sometimes the excitement can be a little bit overwhelming, though, and a little bit of wee-wee comes out. <laughs> what? I know. What a, what, a, what a brave woman. You think you think your life is difficult. Imagine the misery that she has to go through. We're going to speak to Justin Daly in a little bit. 03459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, there's a lane blocked by an accident between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there's been an accident earlier on the exit slip road between Junction 22 for St Albans and 21 for the M1, so it's really slow through there as well at the moment. And clockwise, just after Junction 16 for the M40, there was an accident earlier, which is causing queues from the M4. On the M40 southbound, there's still a lane blocked at Junction 6 for Watlington, causing queues from Oxford. And on the A422 at Buffers Holt, that's been partially blocked by an accident at the Junction for Welsh Lane, so it's causing delays between Buckingham and Brackley. Also in Little Barford on Barford Road, there's reports that's been blocked because of an accident near the Great North Road. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.46 or thereabouts. It's Wednesday, the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre. And Bedfordshire Police are planning to halve the number of community support officers. 03459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Some heavy bursts of rain pushing across us at the moment, particularly for parts of Buckinghamshire at the moment, but pretty much anywhere will get them through the course of the day. But gradually it will improve. The low pressure which is bringing it gradually withdraws from the UK and heads east as it does so. It pulls in this northwesterly breeze which is quite chilly and these showers as well. But this afternoon they should start to become fewer and further between and get clearance on that so the cloud starts to disappear. So towards the western fringes of Buckinghamshire we may even see some uh, sunshine by the end of the afternoon. It's going to feel a bit chillier if that happens, but elsewhere where you're hanging on to it, hanging on to the milder conditions. 16 Celsius though the maximum, so it is going to feel cooler than yesterday. Overnight tonight, any rain remaining further west, uh, further east you are, that's going to disappear as well. Lengthy clear spells, the wind a bit lighter, so we could see some mist and fog developing as well, but also it's going to feel quite chilly compared to the mild night we've just had. The minimum to tonight, 7 Celsius, 45 degrees in Fahrenheit. Tomorrow, ridge of high pressure blocks a uh, anything coming through so we should see some decent spells of sunshine maybe see one or two isolated showers around but it is going to be a dry more pleasant day with a maximum temperature of 16 celsius that's your forecast oh follow me on twitter at ian lee i've just tweeted the most amazing bit of film you're going to see all day london 1927 color Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is a, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. You've seen it, Kath? Yes, yeah, so it? good. It's, it's amazing. London, 1927 in colour. Look at that Flipping heck. Look at that market stall with those toy rabbits. They've all got hats on. Everybody is where there's a bobby. Flipping heck. Oh, that's a treat. I shall be uh I shall be supping that up um later on. 
Um, Justin. Boss? Good morning, boss. How are you today? All right, boss. Yourself? Voice going a bit. I'm going to, straight after the show, in the car. Driving to a local sports centre, steam. Driving home, hot um, uh, lemon, honey and ginger. Oh, lovely. Bed. Bed. I'm reading. I'm reading. I finished. Me. I should uh, finish off Ray Davis today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to knock Ray Davis off, and then I'm going to get stuck into Paul Gambaccini. Yeah, this Paul Gambaccini. But a lot of people talking about this. Uh, once mm. you finish with that book, would you mind passing it on to me? Mate, legally, I'm not allowed to do that. It's a library what? book. It's oh. against. It's against the British laws for um, um, anybody to yeah. lend. It, it's like me subletting mm-hmm. my my home. If I get a flat yeah. from the council, and then I say. Yeah, you can rent it off me. Well, it's illegal, mate, and I'm conning. I'm conning people out of um, a decent property. Same with library books. If I lend it to you, I'm yeah. conning. I'm 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 ripping well, off. I could face ten years imprisonment. What? <laughs> well, what about this scenario then? Because most libraries are being closed down. Correct? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yes, correct. No, a, lo- a, lo- a lot are because a correct. lot of people are not using them. So, correct. so what yeah. happens then if you've still got Gambo's book, okay? Yeah. And they say next week. Unfortunately, we need to shut down the library, but you've still got the book at home. Then what, player? Yeah. Then what? Well, okay, okay. Mm. Let's let's go along this completely insane fantasy. Mm. Um, the chances of that happening are pretty slim. How are you going to make it happen? Well, but by going to the library and saying, I don't think enough people are coming through your doors. I think we need to spend the money more wisely. Wow. Here's an alternative, Justin. That's just mm. a little bit less, maybe less ingenious. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you join the library? <laughs> Uh, or maybe just buy the book. <laughs> well, it's a cheaper. Two, two op- it's certainly cheaper than pretending to be from the government <laughs> and trying to go and close down a library. And I would say a little less cruel as well. Yeah, very harsh. A little less cruel. Yeah. But I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. it. I did. I did nearly buy it the other day. But it's not one you're going to want to read again. I mean, is look it? at this. You turn. You open this. Uh, the 18th of January, 2014. I have a good. I have a good talk with Lisa Tarbuck. I keep her abreast of all the developments in my case. After all, she's uniquely placed in both contiguous... In being both contiguous... Wow, straight in is a word I don't know. With me on Radio 2 and the daughter of another suspect. I tell her the two recent revelations, that Christopher's email has been monitored and that someone who dated Keith a few times more than a deco, decade ago has called... It's just... I mean... Oy, oy, oy. It's going to be like reading a true-life detective series where the good guy wins looking mm. forward to that looking yeah. forward to that although has, has gambo been cleared of he's been cleared of that has he been cleared of um murdering famous singers though just so that he can go on <laughs> shows and do their obituaries has, has that case been investigated I think that's still ongoing okay that case yeah. is still ongoing okay well in that case we can't if it's still in we can't discuss that then. <laughs> i love gambo i think he's brilliant i think he's brilliant i'm looking forward to that right you must have been in trouble at school all the time, Justin. Yes, I was, but uh, I knew how to get around the system. Um, obviously, back, back in the 60s and the 70s, when people were being caned day in, day out, um, that, that, those were bad times. But yeah. when it came to, to me being at school, I knew that they couldn't do those sort of things, so I somehow managed to get around the system, cause quite a lot of trouble, and uh, managed to get away with it. You, well, well, what, 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 you didn't get into trouble at all? Well, I, I was suspended. I've got away with it, Joss. No, I got away with things for a long time, and then I did bunk off an exam, a very important exam, to go and watch a football game. Um, I well. was caught <clears> out, and I was suspended. So, Dealey, yeah, you, mentioned, yeah. you mentioned getting caned at school. Would you indulge me? I, I, didn't, I didn't get caned at school. Oh, okay, but I'm but just saying, a lot, a lot of people did get caned at school. Thankfully, when I was at school, the cane had been banned. Would you indulge me in a clip I have of you? Yeah, yeah. This, this comes from a place of love. This is a clip of you. I don't know when this is from. This, this was shortlisted to be in my show. It's not in the show, but... 
Good, mm. good. Derek is in Watford. He's talking about the cane. Hi, Derek. Yeah, get me, man. So what do you think, Derek? <laughs> yeah, listen, right. I always get cane when I was at school. You get me? Smoky reef out in the lunch break, you know? But did it make any difference? Did it make you have a, a bit of discipline about yourself? Yeah, nah, man, it made me feel fuzzy in the edge. You get me? Always getting caned. Yes or no? Bring the cane back, Derek. <laughs> well, I say always get caned, isn't it? But should we bring it back now? What do you think about that? Well, it's already here, isn't it? You know. Well, it's not already here in school. Should we bring it back? What do you think? Yeah, all the kids are smoking reefer. To be honest with you, Justin, I think uh, Derek might be talking about a different sort of cane with regards yeah. to not school punishment. I don't think so. Adrian's in loose, and Adrian. Goes... <laughs> But this was the same guy, and you know, to be fair, this was the same guy who phoned you, Catherine, on your gardening <laughs> phone in program, talking about his plant, which turned out to be a cannabis plant. Yeah, I spotted it though. He <laughs> <laughs> was a legend. Oh, I love that clip. Thank you for that, Justin. Well, mm. um, right, okay, we're, we're, but we'll mention this, the Saturday show you got starting in a bit. Let's do this though. You've mm. taken this to the street, school punishments. Yeah. Uh, what do people come up with? Well, you want to see creative punishments. So, a yeah. lot of people on the streets this morning were saying, Yes, I got caned at school but you know most people were caned at school so we tried to come up with something a little bit creative yeah. um, the guy who kicks this off fantastic story um, the second lady as well uh, she was caned and she still got the scars today so uh, two unusual stories here's what happened okay and we just press the button there it sir is. Oh, school punishments tell me about the slipper with the cross well it's um what do you do if you've done something real bad oh, I didn't want to smash the window by accident. Yeah, by accident, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I was sent to the headmaster's office and um, he put a chalk mark on the bottom of the plimps hole. Yeah. Whack, four times. And yet, you weren't allowed to brush the chalk off. You had to walk around with it on all day. Wow, so, so <laughs> I'm laughing about it now. Can you imagine it now? So, so you were walking around the school with, with this massive great big cross on your backside. Yeah. So everyone knew but that, that the slipper. Yeah. Yeah. It was a warning to say yeah. to people, you smash windows yeah. by mistake. This recent. is what's going to happen to you. Went straight through the window. You know, it's just one of them things. Yeah, you kicked it. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> wow, what a story! Thank you. <laughs> All right, madam. What's your name? Wendy. Wendy. Um, obviously, our listeners can't see this, but um, your finger there yes. is uh, slightly. How can I put this? Wonky. Yep. Um, would you like to tell our listeners why it's so wonky? Because uh, the headmistress um, hit me with a cane. Um, that was for stealing the, the school menu board off the canteen doors and hanging it on her door and she caught me. But you must have been in absolute agony. Show me again. Oh, that just, um, with the greatest amount of respect, that just looks a bit weird. And that's because you were caned at school. Yes. Can you imagine that happening nowadays? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the fact that any start, uh, sentence that starts with "with the greatest of respect" yeah. will have no respect in it. It's like it's like the "I'm I'm not racist, but you know yeah, you know yeah. you know what you're gonna <laughs> what you're gonna get." Oh, fantastic! Weren't the olden days? Um, weren't they horrible? They were horrible, but also very creative. I mean, to, to, to have a slipper with chalk on the bottom, with a cross, and you weren't allowed to touch your trousers, that is just absolutely genius. You're right, you're right. The, the teachers were like um, old Bond villains in yeah. their, their, uh, their imagination and their attempts to punish. Justin, excellent stuff. Saturday. Yeah. It's all shift around. Catherine and I uh, doing midday till two down the rabbit hole. You're, everyone's more than welcome to come and join us. Um, uh, but you're then doing Saturday breakfast. 
Yes, um, it's my first weekend, uh, this weekend, Saturday 6 till 9. Uh, this weekend we have uh, loads of great music, we have Gareth Gates coming on the programme, we have Brian Paul coming on the programme, and a new feature called The Wheel of Four Tunes. You see what he's done, okay. that's, that's yes. actual borderline genius. Thank you, boss. That no, it sounds lot. brilliant, it don't, no, it's genuinely, it's, it, that, that's brilliant. Um, all right, listen, six till nine. Um, mm. are, are you hanging around afterwards? What, what, what's, you're going to shoot off straight away? Well, I don't know. I mean, what, what, however the vibe takes me. Okay, I might stick around, I might shoot off. I don't know, it depends. We, to prep for our show, we're getting in about 11.45, I think we managed to. <laughs> is that right, Kat? That's Kath? early. And we, 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 we need yeah. to get in earlier than we did last week to, to avoid that car crash. <laughs> Justin, excellent stuff. Speak to you tomorrow, my dear. Thank you, Giza. Ta-ta, thank you very much indeed. I didn't get to do this. This is a great story. Um, an immigrant sent a stooge to impersonate him at a driving theory test a court heard. This is beautiful. Michael Zabita Candolo, 28, had twice failed the driving test and recruited a look-alike who passed the August the 19th exam. But test centre staff realised he was not the man on the provisional licence photo. The stooge also said he'd never taken the test before. Congolese Candolo, of Hull, denied fraud but was convicted by the city's Crown Court. Oh, blimey. Oh, he might go to prison for it. No. Again, it's imagination of the nation. We should be rewarding guys like this. That's it. That's your lot, guys. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes because of an accident. There's a lane closed in that stretch. Also clockwise in the M25, there was an accident earlier just after Junction 16 for the M40 at the Chalfont Viaduct and that's causing delays from Junction 15 for the M4. It's slow on the A10 southbound in Enfield from Bosmore Lane towards Southbury Road through the roadworks and on the A422 in Buffers Holt that's been partially blocked by an accident at Welsh Lane causing delays between Buckingham and Brackley. A bit further away on the M40 southbound there's a lane still blocked at junction 6 for Watlington with delays from Oxford on the train departure boards there are no reported delays but if you're heading to London there are still severe delays on the circle line because of a signal failure at Baker Street. Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much Sammy. Thank you to Brian who's just texted in Love your show Ian. I'm glad you don't do so many serious topics and you have all these great fillers. Thank you, Brian. I'm glad you're digging it. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Justin. Catherine, we will have words back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do you think it's right to build affordable homes instead of social housing? This morning, David Cameron will announce that the Conservative government will build 200,000 new affordable homes for first-time buyers. As part of this plan, developers will no longer be required to build 20% cheaper social housing into every new development. Instead, they must provide homes to buy. The Prime Minister says he wants to transform generation rent into generation buy. Critics argue this plan will do nothing to help those struggling to afford private rents and the government should be building social housing instead. Well, I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you think it's right to build affordable homes instead of social housing? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455555. 555.
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire Police defends plans to cut PCSOs, 50% fall in Tesco profits and PM to unveil new starter homes policy. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police are defending plans to halve the number of community support officers in the county as well as cutting the number of investigating support staff from 44 to just 10. It also plans to close several inquiry offices across central Bedfordshire. Unions have criticised the plans but Assistant Chief Constable Mark Collins says... PCSOs will in fact be replaced by regular officers. We don't think there will be an impact. What we've done is we've introduced a new operating model um, and we're very clear that uh, the early indications of that model uh, are working for us. Um, And if I just take the PCSOs for one moment, so if we reduce the number of PCSOs uh, from 108 to 46, what we're actually going to do is put additional police officers with warranted powers back in the community. Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced a 50% fall in profits for the first six months of the year. The company has already announced a number of cost-cutting measures, including relocating its head office from Chessant to Welling Garden City. Chief Executive Dave Lewis says he's made good progress, improving Tesco's position after a difficult period. We obviously had some issues to deal with. We dealt with them. It meant that in the second half of last year we made no profit whatsoever in the UK. So if I compare to the second half of last year, the first half of this year feels like we've made some progress. Our sales are growing compared to where they were either a year ago or indeed in the second half of last year, and we've generated some profit as we rebuild. David Cameron is pledging to change planning laws to ensure more people get on the housing ladder. Speaking on the final day of the Conservative Party conference in Manchester, Mr Cameron will say there needs to be a national crusade in house building. More from Alex Forsyth. When developers want to build new homes, they have to provide a certain quota which are affordable homes to rent. Now, what the Prime Minister will announce today, we're told, is a relaxation of the rules so that they can also provide those homes to buy as starter homes for first-time buyers aged under 40 at a 20% discount. The Home Office has apologised and offered to pay compensation to a pregnant asylum seeker unlawfully held at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. 